welcome to episode 119 of the Random Town Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Angel. And I'm Elvis. And this episode of the show is our Pokemon Anniversary Super Show. So it's a bit different than most in that we don't have a game we're going to talk about specifically. We don't have a whole lot of news we're going to talk about specifically. Instead, since the Pokemon Anniversary Day was in between our last episode and this one, we decided to talk about Pokemon. Because it's been, what, seven generations... A ton of spin-offs. I saw recently that they sold 275 million copies of the Pokemon games. Like, there's quite a that. legacy. Uh, yes, because there's an impression release about Sun and Moon, but just kind of randomly thrown in there at the bottom. Mm. So I did. <laughs> uh, but my point is, um, Pokemon's a behemoth of a thing these days, so it makes sense that we, you know, at least dedicate some time to it. So I guess we'll split this into two chunks. We'll first talk about what's ahead for Pokemon with like Pokemon Sun and Moon that was announced and that sort of thing. And a little detour into some Nintendo rumors based that were essentially confirmed by the Sun and Moon announcement. And then we'll get a bit nostalgic and look back at the last 20 years and like how we got into Pokemon, what Pokemon means to us, and why we think people like it, and all that stuff. And our favorite Pokemon of all 721. So yeah, so I guess um, to start off... We'll talk the Pokemon Direct that recently happened. Um, that really short Direct. That was very short. It, it, I feel like it... I guess it's Direct. It had... It, it was a bit lackluster simply because everything they announced had to be leaked the day before. So, like, on yeah, the Thursday... And I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm not... Like, uh, I can appreciate... I guess a, I can appreciate on some level the... Teaser. The, 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 nostal- mm-hmm. the, the, the nostalgia videos and all that stuff. But yeah. for the most part, like, I don't know. I never care for that stuff. So. I feel like they blew it. I feel like they like, blew it because when they revealed X and Y, they had footage. They did the same thing. It was like a five-minute mm-hmm. thing, but they had footage. But this one, they're like, here's some concept art and a name that was leaked on a European trademark website yesterday. So you already knew this part. So really, oh, and the Chinese character thing. I mean, I guess we also know that it's because the Pokemon Bank is compatible with the remakes. Yes, or with the re-release. That was the other big thing, which I think is why they announced it the day they did, right yeah. before they uh, came out with the red, yellow, blue on a virtual console. But the one announcement they did make—that's a that's a big deal—is for the first time ever in China, the game will be their day and date, or at least support Chinese day and date with the other languages between simplified Chinese and traditional Chinese. Which in and of itself is kind of like whatever for us, but China's a huge untapped market that only recently opened its... The government only recently allowed people to like sell video games from outside China in China in an easy way without being a Chinese company. So this could, in theory, make Pokemon Sun and Moon, which is what the games that were announced, well, it could, in theory, make them the biggest releases to date, simply because... What a time of the was the one-child law for... I mean, not Ghaning. I mean, Ghaning now. Yeah, now they have two kids, which means double the... Po- each yeah. kid, one sun, one moon, done. Oh. Yeah, Nintendo's gonna make a killing, but uh, but yeah, that's all they announced during the direct. Is here's Sun and Moon. Here's the languages. Revealed what for, for abolishing that law? What wait what? The, the, the true intentions are now revealed. Oh yeah, I'm sure the, the Chinese government was like, well, they've got released two Pokemon, <laughs> so naturally we need to <laughs> we need to lift the law. Um, no, I, <laughs> I seriously doubt that. But it's funny because the, the Direct showed that and then nothing else. And then right after Direct, direct uh, Nintendo and Pokemon Company put out a press release and like confirming all the things people still know. Like, yes, it's a brand new world. Yes, there are new Pokemon, new story, new adventure, et cetera, et cetera. But they didn't actually outright say that in the Direct. They're just like, it supports Chinese languages. And look at this concept art. And that was it. Kind of, it seems like they emphasize the wrong things in the wrong formats. Look at a bird. Yes, we did get a lot of brief looks at a lot of things in about the span of six seconds. We also know they used Maya. Yeah. That was Maya. Yeah, that was Maya. Someone has speculated that that bird looks kind of like a woodpecker, and woodpeckers are common in the region that Shanghai is in. Sure. And, like, Southeast Asia. 
And other things they found in the concept art are suggesting this game is going to be tropical themed and possibly be in a Singapore style place, just like uh, what was it, X and Y were in Paris, basically. And feature car racing. Possibly, yeah, because the the um, yeah. So the concept art. This was game explained to most of this digging, but because uh, Ash has been in the car. No, but Ash has never been in a Pokemon game either. So, yeah. <laughs> not in a, not in the mainline. What yellow version? Oh well. Yeah, okay. Non- sure, you're right, Dad, you're right, you're right, yeah. But I meant the character of Ash by name, except Yellow, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, by that logic, like, almost all the characters from the show have been in, yeah, Brock's there. Well, Brock's a gym leader. Don. Yeah, Don. Yeah, uh, Gary and Ash. Everybody. Yeah, all right. But yeah, so what Game Explained found that, yeah, what Game Explained found that I thought was kind of interesting is, um, so that, they show that what looks kind of like a hotel or a gym or something in the concept art that huge building with the water types all it over it reminded me like the entrance to a, like a, a casino in Vegas like a hotel yeah well that's what it's so someone told Game Explain I don't know how they found this there's a hotel in uh, Singapore called the Raffles Hotel and it looks identical it has a fountain in front exact same shape exact same pillars fountain? Uh, no just a fountain but so, so obviously not exactly well obviously the fountain <laughs> isn't shaped like a Pokemon in real well, life I mean, it could have just been like a generic seahorse I don't think so it's using seniors. your terms loosely. I sure am. <laughs> and you're calling me on it, which is good. Our living <laughs> deserve accuracy. Fine, let me rephrase. There's a similar looking hotel in Singapore called the Raffles Hotel that has similar architectural features as the one in the game. Like, really very like similar. Like like thank you, yeah, thank you. Okay. That was a good do-over, I think. Shows great resemblance to it. Shows, great <laughs> resem- shows an impeccable amount of resemblance, but not a perfect amount of resemblance. Just very close. Just a hair below perfect. I realize impeccable and perfect are kind of the same words. That didn't quite work. <laughs> but yeah, so there's that. And then there's also, you mentioned the cars, which is interesting because I noticed this too. Um, when they do the quick cuts, there's a lot of vehicles in the concept art. Like there's a fire truck that has a blast toys in the back as a war- with like kind of its water cannon equivalent. There's an ambulance with a Pokeball in it. There's a Jeep just full of random muscular anthropomorphic Pokemon. I imagine it's the scene from Zoolander where they have the Frappuccinos, but it's just Pokemon. But um what was I going to say? Yeah, they, they have all these cars everywhere. And another staple of Singapore is they have really bad traffic. So, so far we have the hotel. We have the palm trees, which signify it's some sort of Southeast Asian thing. And now we have cars. So it seems like it's probably going to be a tropical tropical game this time around. There's also the fact that uh, its code name, which is, you know, Japanese better than I do. N-I-J-I, Niji, Niji, Niji. Niji. That's the game's code name, and that means... Rainbow, supposedly, in Japanese, so those are tropical. Also, um, there's a fact that when they first teased this game last year, they are saying, all we can tell you, I don't know, we talked about this on the show then, was all we can tell you is it involves flowers. Tropics uh. involve flowers. So if you if you piece it enough together, you'd be like, okay, maybe it's a tropical world. A place that has flowers. flowers. Right, no, but out. like when you think of like... Antarctica. Yeah, that was out in Arca, rules out Russia. Rules out, <laughs> but but like the tropics, <laughs> yeah. It, Russia is quite sad. Sorry, Russian <laughs> listeners. Uh, but the the no, but the yeah, tropics are like known for their flowers. Google Maps. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. people. Yeah, but and uh, more in every term of the word. Yes, poor in both senses. Yeah, but there you go. Every sense both of sense, the word. Yeah, there we go. Teamwork. We we said that yeah. sentence together. That's a real genuine high five. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that's kind of all we know about Sun and Moon. Is it might be tropical. It has Chinese in it. There's a really, really thin Pikachu being drawn in the first concept art footage. Well, the, he looks, like, really thin. Well, the Pikachu just looks like the Pikachu art they use for all those 
like the twentieth anniversary promo, like the super rounded Pikachu. But he wasn't rounded. He was no, like was. anemic. I'll pull up. I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up right now. rounded face. It was like, oh, it's just. Oh, oh, you mean his face is round? Yeah, his face is super round now. But his body's like a like a. Setting these standards for Pikachu's everywhere. I know it's really unfortunate. Like the body image that Pikachu's elsewhere have to deal with. Like fat Pikachu would. He must be so self conscious now. Well, maybe he'll lose weight. That might be good. But there's always those pictures like the fat Pikachu and then the skinny Pikachu. Like when did this become hot? Yeah. Yeah, it's people still love their fat Pikachu. That's true. He was at the 20th anniversary celebration in uh, Nintendo New York at their store. They had a fat Pikachu in a tube, like in a glass case tube. So, wasn't, wasn't there an official like uh, release of the fat Pikachu, like a plushie? Yeah, in Japan, that's what they had in the glass tube oh, in New York too. Yeah, they're also releasing a $425 meter and a half tall stuffed Snorlax. A child oh, can sleep, can sleep on, on its on stomach it? and still have room. So, the Pokemon merch is, is good this year, is the point. Tempted, but I wouldn't know where to put it. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so I guess that kind of is all we know about Sun and Moon, actually. It's just, it's happening. Um, yeah, get, uh, it's coming to 3DS. It'll be out this holiday. Uh, if, for those who are curious about all the concept art, check out the Game Explain video I was describing. You can find it on their YouTube channel, because they spend nine minutes picking apart six seconds of concept art. And some stuff's interesting, some stuff sounds far-fetched, but a lot of it seems like it'd be spot-on, but... I don't know, we're, we're, uh, I kind of was hoping it might be in space with a name like Sun Moon, or have some sort of sci-fi element, but it seems like Tropics is I wonder the if, wrong um, direction for that. I wonder if they're going to bring back um, Lunatone and Sunstone for any kind of random significance. Or they have to, right? They have to have huh? something. They, have, they get an evolution. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that could work. Because, I mean, it, yeah, Isn't I mean... The, uh, what's the pattern they're going? The, the, the year that where old Pokemon get evolutions? Oh, this... Do they have a pattern for that? They yeah. do, like, certain generations oh, after yeah, like, certain generations. Like, certain generations have completed new Pokemon, and some oh. generations just... Yeah, it's, it's something, new we, it's something like, we noticed someone else, and we were talking about this the other day. Because Gen 1, like, the very first one, you could basically say that was all brand new Pokemon for us. Mm-hmm. Then Gen 2 had some new Pokemon, and a lot of the old ones got baby-formed right. or evolutions. Right. But then Gen 3, Ruby and Sapphire wiped the slate clean, and every Pokemon was brand new again. You couldn't get old ones until right. later. And then, then Gen 4 brought them back. And then Gen 4 had, like, a mix. And then Gen 5, black and white, wiped the slate clean again. And then Gen 6... Well, Gen 5 had the weird half-step with black and white, too, where they did bring back old yeah. ones. But that that's oh, their third version. No, 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 no. Black and white, when you started the game... Yeah, you but, only had new ones, yeah. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, yeah. I'm only talking about, like, the... Oh, the core. The main, yeah. Gotcha. And then Gen 6, X and Y did the same thing again. They brought back a bunch of old ones and gave them evolution. So... Yeah. This one should fall on the one where they wiped the slate clean again. Oh. The opposite. But that actually leads to an interesting point, and in if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time they're just leaving, ver- like, X and Y, they're done. They didn't do a third version, they didn't do anything set in that world again. This is the first generation of Pokemon where there's not a revisit, a well, retread. I guess it's kind of like, I, I would assume they didn't do that because of Alpha Ruby and, did I get that? Alpha Ruby and yeah, yeah. other Sapphire? Omega, no, Omega Ruby and Alpha yeah. Sapphire. Or well, yeah, because last time when they did a remake... Um, they pretty much kept the game pretty pretty close to the original. Yeah. It was just the improved graphics. But this one, like, they pretty much... They changed a lot from the original. They added Megas. Like, we got... Uh, a, yeah, I think I think We Auras, got a bunch of new Pokemon with... Auras was like with, a... With Auras. Yeah, to me, it was like a mix of the third version we used to get, like, the Crystal Emerald equivalent, yeah. and the remake we used to get. They, like, combined I mean, you were able thing. to get every Legendary in it. You got brand new Legendary in yeah. it. Like, it kind of did what a third version of X and Y would have done. Yeah, I guess that's true. But it's still weird, because, like it's been 20 years that they've done this pattern yeah. and now nowhere they're like there is no Z we've teased Z. we have a Z named Pokemon 
we have an anime called XYZ, and yet we're just gonna go into space now. Bye. I'm thinking also an image on. I don't know. I guess this could also fall against that pattern that this will be an all new Pokemon game, where someone posted an image where Zygarde's ultimate form, where he looks kind of like a. Um, like the black one? Yeah, like the Z. Oh, okay. one, he looks kind of like a giant mech. Mm-hmm. Um, he has, like, four colors on his chest, and two of those colors matched, like, it was, like, blue and red for X and Y. And then the other two colors just happened to match the same colors for, for that they use for moon and sun. Oh. So it's kind of like, oh, all right. Oh. Like, Apparently, even more titles. Well, some people have found some stuff in one of the recent Pokemon games that was alluding to, like, a new region, and it had references to, like, tropics and sunlight and moonshine and... Something about, like, <laughs> not, not like Liquid Moonshine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Pokemon got wasted. No, uh, it had, not Moonshine, but it had some reference to, like, moon, like, oh, it's so nice at night when the moon's shining bright in this region, whatever. Something like that. I don't remember the exact wording, but it was in either Auras or X and Y. No, there is, All of a probably. sudden, when you go back to things, it's like, oh, we've been to yeah. We haven't been to before. That's clear. Well, it's not like Pokemon doesn't have a history <laughs> the of... the morning. There's a sun. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it's not like Pokemon hasn't done that before. Look at, like, I mean, we have 20 years worth to talk about this episode. Look at... The Pokemon anime, they had Ho-Oh in the first episode of the anime a good no, two but yeah, years. But that's, but that's blatant. It's kind of yeah. like... Um, but they've done little nods here and there besides oh, yeah. that, well, have I mean, that'd be like saying... Um, I'm going to try and find like, what like, 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 like in Pokemon Blue version, like in Blue version, there's a girl saying like, oh, if I can make a Pokemon or like, I would want one that's pink and has a flower pattern on it. But then, and then they made that exact Pokemon in Generation 6, like right. six generations later. So someone could be like, oh my god, Loom, um, or whatever, it's, uh, or Loma Rom, no. Oh, I forgot what the name of that Pokemon is. Weird. You know what you're uh, talking about? Breloom? No, no. The, the little psychic one with the flower pattern, it evolved into like a sleeping elephant. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I have no idea what the name is, though. Yeah, but that one was based off of the text of a NPC in Blue mm-hmm. Version. Right. So someone went back, you're like, oh, they've, they've had sent Gen 6 plans since the very beginning. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. But, but, <laughs> yeah, but maybe maybe I'm misremembering. You might be right. Um, or maybe I'm drawing conclusions that aren't there. But either way, no, it's, I mean, it's... No, I know what you yeah. mean. Like, I, I remember also seeing... I um, there was some stuff like that on X and Y. Yeah, pe- people were... Yeah. Like, people were showing an X and Y. Like, oh, look, they're talking about stones here. They mentioned... They clearly mentioned a ruby and a sapphire. Yeah. But someone... In another place, they also mentioned diamonds and pearls. So it could also just be a reference to that game because they made that game. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean... But obviously, mean, it's more fun to think that they're alluding to future projects. Yeah, because cause everyone loves a good conspiracy theory, right? Oh, yeah. So, um... So, Drew Barrymore, what's, what's up Well, hold that? on, hold on. We're way... We're nowhere near that yet. <laughs> you just, just randomly plucked something. I want to talk about Drew Barrymore, though. Fine, I'll wait. No, 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 we can... I just gotta say, we might as well finish That's out true. the game. I was gonna say, we might as well finish out the... pop up, like, on Go Nintendo. Yeah, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's finish out the game news thing. I guess I could have read the title, but I did That would help a lot. Let's finish up the game news, and then we'll get to that, because it kind of moves away from the game discussion. Because as I say, the one other thing of note about the Sun and Moon release, besides the fact that, yes, it supports... It lets you import from red, blue, and uh, yellow for the first time ever because those support Pokemon Bank. That's great, okay? Anyway, the one... The thing um, that's kind of interesting is this game had a code name, like we said before, of Niji or Niji or something like that, N-I-J-I. And that you wouldn't really think anything of except for the fact that a couple days before this announcement, some guy on NeoGAF posted... That he had a source at Nintendo who gave him their entire, like, marketing budget for 2016, including, like, literal dollar amounts of how much they're going to spend marketing the 3DS and the Wii U, and Zelda on Wii U and NX. So that, if this guy's sources are legit, Zelda is confirmed to be a cross-platform release now. 
and as we predicted. Yeah, as we predicted, as everyone predicted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also gave him basically the full breakdown of Nintendo's releases for 3DS this year. And what's interesting is at the bottom of that list, which we're going to run through in a sec, our one little detour away from Pokemon this episode, um, is the Pokemon 20th anniversary game Niji, or Niji. And then three days later, Pokemon Sun and, Gold, or Sun and Moon is announced, and the file names they include with the press release for the logos have Niji in the name. And if you go to Pokemon.com, the morning of the announcement, they later changed it when they, got, when they realized people noticed this. If you right-click and do, like, uh, copy image address for the logo they put there, the image URL, Niji-11-en.jpg or something like that. So the Niji code name's legit. And there's no way anyone would know that without the inside info. So if that's legit, seemingly the rest of what this guy posted is also potentially legit, or at least partially legit. He may have extrapolated things or exaggerated things, but... It sounds like we do actually know some stuff about what Nintendo's doing this year, which is kind of interesting. This is the biggest leak they've probably had in a long time. It's not like Smash is like, here's some characters. It's literally like they're spending $53 million on 3DS marketing <laughs> this year. Uh, NX will be out this year with Zelda, which will also be on Wii U. And, depend- and depending on... Pretty big deal. Yeah, like it's kind of... it's It sort of spills all sorts of proprietary information that could come back to... You know, so, competitors uh, can spending, now target this, target that, because they're spending money over here. Yeah, they're spending money on the 3DS. I'm like, oh, they're keeping it alive. Yeah, and they, it's actually a pretty long list. So here's what he released as what's coming to 3DS this year. And uh, now to be fair... Monster Hunter Story? Well, uh, only Nintendo's first party. Oh. Capcom has already confirmed the brain that West, but who knows why. But I wanted to know if it was going to come this year or not. Uh, you'd, have to ask, you'd have to get this guy to leak Capcom information. Yeah, so oh, and also... Yeah, no. And also it's worth mentioning that this NeoGaffer did, on NeoGaffer, get verified by their moderator team as his contact is someone at Nintendo who would be high enough to know if this is, you know, to have this information. Doesn't mean it's legit. Neogaf isn't so... No, like he's high enough in the oh. hierarchy of corporate to know, to have access to the entire release plan for the year. Gotcha. Yeah. Different. No, not high oh. enough to know. Like he's not enlightened <laughs> off shrooms or something. He's just <laughs> high enough to hire. So like, this information is like, well, now it's public, mm-hmm. but... um. If Nintendo say something like that, would they kind of run a screen into this thing? Like, all right, we got to stop this, yep. whoever this is? Well, here's what happened the night before Sun and Moon was announced. Um, suddenly, this guy who has multiple videos about his rumors, including stuff like Final Fantasy, the new Final Fantasies are coming to NX. Like, he just had videos analyzing his sources. All those videos were taken down the night before this uh, Sun and Gold came out. Or Sun and Moon. Why do I keep saying Gold? Sun and Moon came out. Uh, he removed all sorts of other references to this stuff. He left the NeoGAF data, but all the like more public-facing stuff was removed. Kotaku reached out to him saying, hey, do you want comment on any of this? He's like, no. <laughs> so Nintendo just didn't respond, but he actively, like he declined. Con- yeah, the Nintendo ninjas are after him. I mean, <laughs> like, they don't, they don't actually... This doesn't reveal a lot, because lots of stuff is code names, but it does reveal a decent amount, so... He calls his mom from a yeah. phone. I can't talk. I, I can't long. talk, and he like wipes his fingerprints off the phone. But <laughs> well, it's a big anything on Star Fox. No, well, that's Wii U. He didn't have that. But here's yeah. what. Here's yeah. what. No, it's not good. <laughs> I feel like this game's gonna get delayed. I think yeah. I said this last Conference episode, but yeah, I think you're a, wrong. It's not getting. Ca- it's not. You guys <laughs> suck. Why would you inflict pain on others for your own enjoyment? No. Um, we're saving people. They're gonna buy the game with high, these weird high expectations, <laughs> and then like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> So, I, you know I don't think anyone has no. high expectations well, for well, Zero at the this, wait, A but, good Star Fox. No, no, yeah. People deserve this game to get canceled. And then they're going to deserve a Star Fox Yeah, then they're going to turn around and make a brand new game from I mean, scratch. And then they're going to be, it's going to be called um, Second Assault or something. And then, and then you guys are going to be thrilled and the people who were kind of interested in what Zero was bringing to the table will be sad. 
So someone's still going to be sad. Nothing. No. It's bringing it's weird a, motion controls be to the table. It's going to be a grand, amazing game. And then, like, on it's the bottom. It's like on the 64 HD. But, but then, like, on the, yeah, bo- but on the bottom of <laughs> the main is. menu, there's going to be an option to play this, like, you're like, all right, we'll fuck through in this thing. And then it'll be, like, it'll be bonus content. <laughs> it'll, it'll pretty much be what this Star Fox was supposed to be. It, it might even just be that game just tacked on, but that's not, like, the main it's, game. It's a mini game. Yeah. In other words, you want them to Star Fox 2 it. Because with Star Fox 2, that was coming out for Super Nintendo, it got scrapped, and everything they were going to do for Star Fox 2, they sort of turned into Star Fox 64, minus the on-foot segments. Mm, no, in that case, no. No, but I mean, my <laughs> idea, no, the idea of, like, <laughs> they take... Star Fox well, no, 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 my point was the they took... The worst, the core they, of evil, right? Whoa, <laughs> whoa, we welcome you into our podcast home of this MP3 file, and you just diss Star Fox. I mean, I'm physically home. in your home, but... <laughs> You're not wrong. He is wrong. We've had this discussion before. This is the Pokemon episode. What are you doing? I know, yeah, I'm about Star Fox. <laughs> no, but it's... Uh, That's how bad it is. Dude. Well, no, what I was going to say about Star Fox, though, is um, not necessarily how the gameplay turns out. Just they take the idea that we want to do this sort of concept and this sort of idea, and then they retrofit into a new format. So they could take what they want to do with Zero and make it more like Assault, for example, and that might be the middle ground you guys are kind of hoping they do. Do you think there's any chance they might just like scrap the Wii U version? Like, All right, let's just take off motion controls and put it on the NX. Honestly, I at this point, if I mean, if these rumors about it actually coming out this year and having Zelda at launch, and that means probably the Smash Bros. at launch rumor might also be true, I think Star Fox will make a great, like, next spring release, like, spring 2017 release. Right after the initial wave of the of the launch, have something ready right away. What is the Wii U I'd be okay better that. by not releasing it? it sales go up. Okay, that, that's impossible. <laughs> you can't attribute it to Star Fox, so it could just people go up. People return their Wii U. <laughs> wait, Star Fox comes out and people in MASH just start, like, crushing their Wii U's with bulldozers? Like, no, they return them. Or steamrollers, I guess. Uh, or PS4 but, or something. But no, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but anyway, that was a long size because I was drinking water. No one <laughs> filled in for me. Thanks, guys. <laughs> no, so here's what here's what actually the rumor said is coming to 3DS this year. And then we'll get back to our Pokemon extravaganza. So some of it we already know, some of it we don't. This is all what Nintendo's publishing and funding in 2016. We know that spring to early summer will include Mario and Sonic at the Rio Olympic Games 2016. That was already confirmed. It's coming out in June. So that's right. He's right so far. He said Nintendo selects... He said, yeah. He said... Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Although I think the date of that was almost around the same time he published his list. Um, Nintendo selects Wave 1. We talked about that last episode. We know that's already happening. Um, He had that on his as well. Like, uh, they're releasing older... Four older 3DS games at budget price. We talked about this last episode. I don't know where you were. I mean, you were sitting right next to me, but I don't know where you mentally were. But we, we talked about it. It was... I remember a list off the top of my head, but it was like, Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, he, conf- he confirmed. And then like, uh, we were like, confused, because like, why like, the Wii one's coming yeah, back? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Hyrule Warriors Legends, we already knew, was coming in spring, and it is, end of March. Uh, here's one that was interesting. He said there'd be a Disney version of Art Academy. So Nintendo's <laughs> making a Disney drawing game. Okay, sure, that could be possible. But then, like, the same, the next day, a retail listing at some retail database popped up for Disney Art Academy. So either he found that and happened to know the codename of Pokemon and made up everything in between, <laughs> or there's some truth to all this. He also said Bravely Second, which we already know is coming in April. And a code, there's a game that's codenamed Caviar F that he said Nintendo's marketing as an all-ages, smaller-budget game. What do you do to caviars in that game? Nothing. It's a code name. But here's <laughs> where it gets interesting. Some other person then went to the NeoGafter and was like, oh, caviar, that's the code name they use for Pokemon Rumble. Right. And Who, someone just remembers this. Well, no, people know these things. Like, there, you know, there's product codes on the boxes and stuff that might be initials of caviar. I don't know. But 
yeah, people that work in the industry probably know. Oh, I thought it was like a no, Neo, Neo, no, NeoGaf is good in that. Yes, it's a gaming forum, but they have a lot of insiders there, like a lot. Like I know for a fact a ton of people from Nintendo Treehouse read it. Hmm. So this guy's like, yeah, caviar means Pokemon Rumble, or has in the past. And the same week this come or last episode we were talking about how Pokemon Rumble World was just announced as a physical release for uh, yeah, 3DS. Like it's gonna be boxed and sold in stores in mm-hmm. April. Springtime caviar turns out as Pokemon Rumble name, so it kind of that lines up. Caviar F could easily be physical, just spelled incorrectly. It's physical release of caviar, mm-hmm. uh, and it fits the all ages smaller budget game to a T. And then they also said, and this is where I doubt him, uh, Metroid Prime Federation Force <laughs> on this list he saw was scheduled for a spring summer release. So potentially in June, but I feel like we'd have to hear very soon if that's the case. Where things get interesting is as you go then further. It would just be an abrupt release. Oh, uh, no, they probably do the thing where they, like, in March, will be like, hey, guys, so uh, Pokemon Federation Force is coming out in, let's say, May. And then in April, they start trickling out details, and then in May comes the, like, tsunami of information that's out at the end of May. That's how they do it now. They have, like, a 60-day window, roughly, where they go from, you know, nothing to, you know, probably more than you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mario Kart. Yeah, like, Mario Kart, remember, like... Told us everything. We literally, in, like, January oh, of the year, Mario yeah, Kart... that was a word. Yeah. But we talked about in January of that year, like, is Mario Kart even coming out? Where is it? And then, like, from March to May, it's just, like... Every episode, we spent 20 minutes on Mario Kart. Yeah, it was... Yeah. But I think it's possible because now we, Nintendo doesn't have a game for that last week of May, which has become their, like, big... A big release window for them because that's the Mario Kart week, that's the Splatoon week, and they have nothing. Multiplayer-oriented Metroid Prime game would fit there because it goes into summer, you go play with friends. If you it, have it's any. the same lot, yeah. If you what? If you have any. If you have any, yeah. Mm. For those that don't, you can play online against strangers. <laughs> make friends but, and make friends well, but yeah Federation for, what? can you make friends? Uh, no <laughs> no you can't make friends but yeah so Federation Force would kind of fill that void um, then in summer he says there's a codenamed game called Tort City T-O-R-T-E which is listed as a big budget unannounced game for all gamers both core and all ages um, there's rumblings I've seen online that could be Yokai Watch 2 or it could be something entirely different we know nothing about that but possibly end of summer like that August time frame Nintendo likes to release stuff. Probably a big 3DS game then. Also, Dragon Quest Eight, as we already knew, is coming this summer, according to him. And a game that's codenamed Cadillac, which apparently was previously the codename for Pimp Stop. Pimp My Rise? Yes, Pimp My Rise, <laughs> featuring a real uh, motion capture exhibit inside the game. But, uh, no, it's... Supposedly, Cadillac is the name they used for the Style Savvy series. So, mm-hmm. Girls Mode 3, as it's known in Japan, was a big hit last holiday in Japan. Seems like a manly thing for a codename. Uh, but car, right? but Calax but Calax were like a like Calax were a status symbol back in the day, sort of like how fashion is now. I mean, not to same extent, but the Very idea, true. yeah. So this could be Style Savvy Three under a code name. And then in the fall and during the holidays, according to rumor, there's this. What about the actual name of the game, like Calax? Like, um, no, because they say the, code name on the sheet, according to this Oh, guy. yeah, that's right. What if, like, let's say the sheet was found, like, a few years ago. Hey, look, code name Steam. Huh, what does Steam stand for? <laughs> well, uh, the actual name of the game. Yeah, that, that would have been... <laughs> they probably codenamed it. Codename... I bet the codename was just Steam, <laughs> and then the real name was Codename Steam. So you never really knew if you were looking at a code name. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the real name was Steampunk or something. Codename Steampunk, and they just dropped punk. But uh, where things are answering is the fall. So if this rumor, again, if it's true, there's going to be a 3DS hardware price cut this fall, which would make sense if the NX is coming out and the 3DS has been out for five years. Like, it makes sense that they would price, drop the price. Um, but then the games that are coming with it get kind of interesting. So first, there's Wave 2 of the Nintendo Selects. That makes sense. Wave 1's in March. 
that Nintendo's been saying, as we talked about on the show, that's all about evergreen tiles and pushing the older games to the forefront to make them sell more and get boosted in sales. So doing a second wave of those, that makes sense. And going to the holidays, parents would buy it for their kids for Christmas or whatever. Um, there's also a game called Codenamed DMW2, which is possibly Disney Magic World 2. That's already out in Japan. Remember Nintendo, I think, published yeah. or co-published this Animal, Animal Crossing style, or this Disney-fied Animal Crossing game for the 3DS yeah, yeah. in April of a year or two ago. And it has a sequel in Japan. It did pretty well. So you can live next to Disney characters? Yeah. It's yeah. literally Animal Crossing with Disney. No. Yeah. So the sequel, I mean, the codename DMW2 fits perfectly. The game's out in Japan. It did well. So <laughs> that's probably happening. Dragon Quest... Uh, Eight. Oh, when I said before Dragon Quest, I meant Dragon Quest Seven during the summer. Dragon Quest Eight for the fall. That's already known, and this list confirms it. Then it gets interesting in that there's a game called Codename N Stars, which to me, um, it's supposedly a big budget game for all ages. To me, it sounds like a, the big like the Amiibo game. They're saying you know the we have games that make you want to use your Amiibo. N Stars implies to me something that's all Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo Stars. Nintendo Stars or something this, about Nintendo. What if it's just the Smash Brothers remake or the Smash Brothers HD version? But why would that be on 3DS? This is the 3DS only list. You're right. Never yeah. But the, the one thing you do raise a good point, though, is it's probably something that brings all Nintendo together. So the leading theory is what if... That game we said they should make. Yes. With Amiibo. The, basically Nintendo Skylanders or whatever. Or the Nintendo... The, 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 Amiibo, the, RPG. the Amiibo RPG. Were you around when we did that episode? Pretty much Project uh, X Zone, but... But as an RPG. It'd be like Hearthstone in gameplay or something. Uh, yeah, like I, a, I was there when we said the Hearthstone one in the game. Yeah, but instead that's right. Nintendo and you buy Amiibo oh, to scan no, in. Oh, we had this crazy idea. They could literally have everything. It was Hearthstone it, for the new Pokemon card game. That's what we were talking about. We sort of expanded that into like... Well, oh no, ours was, yeah, we had that, and then we expanded our idea in a different direction with an amiibo, basically amiibo RPG, so it'd be like a pretty, fair, a fairly straightforward, like, turn-based RPG, but the party you make and the people you recruit and stuff are your amiibo you scan in, and they all have attacks, kind of like Smash Bros. are through their genre, and then they can do additional, like, B-tier characters that don't have amiibo as supporting characters, that or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I'll be sprites so that they don't have to invest a lot in making Kind of like how they can, they can do, do yeah. Because yeah. the Super Mario Maker, they... They spin those around so fast. It's crazy. So yeah. For people who didn't collect Amiibo? Well, no, because you'd probably be able to play a certain number of characters, but you could get extra stuff with extra characters. It's going to be like how... Sky- it probably require Amiibo in the same way Skylanders does. Require Skylander toys. But we don't know if that's what N-Stars is. It probably isn't our crazy idea, but it is probably some sort of Amiibo thing. Um, especially because the code name... The code, it's like... Nintendo Stars. They yeah. all fight each other. So Smash Bros. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's interesting because the product code for Amiibo is apparently NVL. Like, that's what they're known if you look at the barcodes and stuff. So the end of Nintendo party. and... The, yeah, that's mm. the lead theory. Stars might be Mario Party stars that you collect. So N stars is Nintendo by Mario Party. I would assume stars are just, like, the main characters. Yeah. Or, or that. But that one theory floating that's around how, is it might be Mario Party. in any other game, like J-Stars. Yeah. All-Stars. Yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about the internet things. Uh, personally, I think it's it's an Amiibo game. I don't think it's Mario Party, but I think it's an Amiibo game of some sort where you need Amiibo. So that's in the fall. Well, they've done Amiibos in Mario Party. That's true. So that's possible. They were just testing the waters. Yeah, and this is on 3DS, and they haven't released a Mario Party for 3DS in a very long time. Now, if this is a big... Well, they only ever do release one Mario Party per generation, though. No, they don't. The N64 had three of them. The GameCube had four of them. You're thinking Mario Kart. On Mario handhelds? Kart. Uh, only one for DS. Well, handheld, they ha- they held out forever. Uh, Game Boy Advance finally got one. DS got one. 3DS got one. But the DS and 3DS ones were only a couple years apart. So I don't know if they stick to a pattern or if it's just by chance that this uh, fell out. DS and 3DS weren't that close to each other? Yeah, the DS one, Mario Party DS came out like 20... 
ten, and I think the <laughs> island tour was on like twenty twelve. <laughs> I might be wrong. I might actually be wrong about that. I think the DS one was in the later part of the DS's life, and the 3DS one was in the, the early DS part. The DS one was hold on. We have the internet. Not when we were in undergrad. We have the internet. You might be right, actually. But um, maybe they are for handhelds. Maybe you're right. I'm checking. This is riveting podcasting. Just me looking you things up on right. Google. I don't know. Uh, Mario Party DS came out 2007. I was way wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and Mario Party 3D, yeah, and Island Tour is like 2012, maybe? Uh, Let's I see. I got it during college. It was not 2012, it was 2000. Mario Party Island Tour came out 2013. I was yeah. way wrong. Yeah, you can. I was six years off, wow. It's but okay. it's a, it happens, it happens. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll cry myself to sleep well, tonight, but. I felt right about the handheld beach getting one Mario Party. At least as of now. But I guess I guess because handhelds Nintendo pushes that whole evergreen idea more, so like Island Tour, they're still promoting in Europe as as a Nintendo Select now. So you're probably right that they only need to do one. So maybe it's not Mario Party, but if it's a real amiibo centric game, it's gonna have to be on your clock is chiming. If it's a real um, Nintendo centric game, it's gonna have to be or amiibo centric game, it's gonna have to be on Wii U and 3DS. I'd imagine it can't just be one. So yep. we'll probably see a crossover release, kind of like Marvel's Donkey Kong Amiibo Stars will do, um, or whatever it's called. And then of course the last game on the list is Pokemon. Sun and Moon, or Niji as it was called. So there's your confirmation that this list is probably true. For me, there's more for 3DS coming than it's... I don't think there was something on the list I didn't know. No, well, there's a couple surprises. Like, whatever N-Stars is, whatever Tort City is. Uh, oh, Style Savvy 3 actually coming stateside. Noticeably absent, unless it has a weird code name, is Rhythm Heaven. Not on the list for this year. You would think they would just at least make it an eShop title. Same. Yeah, I agree. Um... But yeah, so that's kind of roughly where the 3S is going to be this year. It definitely seems like it's on... To me, it seems like it's kind of sort of dying down a little. It's like, okay, here's some lesser games, but then we'll do a last hurrah with whoever N-Stars is and Pokemon and more RPGs, and that's it. And then it's NX at that point, I feel like. So So yeah, that's that's my take. I just thought it'd be kind of interesting to talk through and see what's on the horizon. Do you still think the NX is going to be portable? I don't know what it's going to be when it launches. It, it, well, I mean, they're it can't, if they're porting Wii U Zelda to it, which apparently, according to this, they are, there's no way it's just a simple portable. It has to have some sort of home component, or it's home first and they'll do portable next year, which maybe, maybe that's what they're Not doing. Not only that, but I mean, like, their whole infrastructure has already been set to nicely complement this, because I think they're already combining their console and yeah. handheld division, so it's like, once they only have that one console to work with, then it's like, oh, like... Yeah, they're, they're appling it. Yeah. I mean, that's literally, I've said it before on the show to you guys, but that's literally what uh, Iwata said is what they're going to do, is they want to do it like iPads and iPhones, where it's the same core and they can just mess mm-hmm. with the specs differently. So, if Zelda's a launch shot for NX, perhaps it's a console that's coming this year, and then a handheld next year, but ultimately everything's going to be NX-based. Yeah, it's like handhelds, Nintendo handhelds. They do make the best. Mm-hmm. But let's get back to Pokemon, shall we? Because... <laughs> it doesn't sound like a normal podcast. What? Did sound like a normal podcast. It was for a bit. It was for a bit. But that's it. That's the only Nintendo news you're covering. So we're going back into Pokemon. Because um, Sun and Moon are only one aspect of Pokemon we're getting this year. Um, We obviously have Pokemon Tournament coming in a few weeks. Pokemon Go is sometime thereafter. But one thing I've kind of noticed from Pokemon Day is that there are a lot of surprises they're doing. It's not just like, yeah, okay, here's a couple of games. We'll have a day where you can go get cards at Toys R Us and they look really nice and holographic. But they're, they are constantly just doing things you wouldn't expect. Like, um, you know, even the thing like Pokemon Bank in being compatible in red, blue, and yellow. That was pretty surprising. Yeah, and they announced it less than 12... No, sorry. They announced it 24 hours before the game came out. Like, they've been talking about this game they, for five months. The port for, like, five Fed months. Fedbox Fed Career? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was, like, a monthly thing. Not mm-hmm. bad, I guess. 
definitely not bad at all. Eight bucks a year. Yeah, it's not that bad of a deal. But it's just like if they're doing like ghost store surprises. Huh? It should be free. It should be free. Well, it's free for the first month. <laughs> well, that's just called a trial. <laughs> but, uh, and then what? You gotta upload all your Pokemon and be like, well, bye guys, month's up. And they just erase. I mean, honestly, like, I don't know what's. I mean, I guess my Pokemon are just lost because a whole bunch of them are in the bank, and I definitely haven't renewed it since the initial year. It's a really good question. They might, you might want to check in on them because they might get deleted at some point. I don't know. No. I don't think they're just gonna hold people's data for e- it forever. Because I was actually thinking like for if free. Because I, mm-hmm. I was already thinking like if I happen to get like Sun or Moon, like I could pretty much just get my my favorite team and just put it right in the new one right where I left off. Yeah. Which is which is kind of what they want you to do with red, blue, and yellow, and that like you raise them up in red, blue, and yellow going into the fall, and then the fall well, you, you just want move any them of those over. in your team though. I don't know. I don't know. The it, classic. Even, even you know why? You know why? Because it entices the lapsed fans who are just nostalgic for Pokemon and getting back in now to pick up the new game. Yeah. Like, hey, all the ones you just trained, you can now bring right in. The real question is, and this might have been answered, but I haven't looked at it. It's like, because you know, the games are going to be out. How for, the stats are going to be not the stats, but what about like personality type and that sort of stuff? How do they take well, the that's red... right, all that? Oh they, yeah, and EV. Yeah, because not only that, but like, um, I mean, a lot of it seems like straightforward. Like, okay, um, back in Gen One, all normal type moves were were all physical, no matter what. So yeah. Hyper Beam was a physical move, even though it's clearly a beam. So I mean, that they could just alter, but I guess also um, Pokemon before you. Before it didn't have a special defense, they just had one defense, and you had an attack and special attack. Right. So, I don't know, it's just weird. Like, I guess they're just going to give you a neutral defense when you port them over, or there's going to be no EVs? Or... I don't know. It's, I mean, it's one of those things that, like, in Cause theory... Because if you have it at level 100, by the time you port it over, like, theoretically, like, that Pokemon is kind of done as far as it... Yeah, it's not like it can... Becoming it, any more... It can't progress yeah. any further. You can't stat juke it really at that point yeah, you can give it some vitamins but that won't really do much if you can't level up yeah that's gonna be something that's gonna be interesting to see in the fall because even now like the games are out and you can put them in a pokemon bank and take them down for pokemon bank i assume but it's just like they'll just stay in the context of red blue yellow where you don't know what their personalities are what their ev stats are their ivs their all that jazz yeah. so we really won't won't know until holiday when or closer to when pokemon company decides to finally yeah. but at, talk about this but on the other hand obviously like people that would want to use those specific pokemon aren't going to be the same ones that are going to want to use them competitively. So it's almost like a non-issue. That's true. Because if anyone actually wanted to get... Why even the game? Like, if anyone wanted to make, like, the perfect Charizard, they wouldn't take one from Red and Blue. They would, like, breed one. Right. So, yeah, so I guess it's a non-issue. Like, it just really doesn't matter. They have to be the very best. There ever was. Pure nostalgic fuel. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely a move to get lapsed people to buy into the new Pokemon, for sure. But but I mean that's just one surprise. I feel like some of the other stuff they are you getting one of the remakes? Well, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm playing them remakes, but they're not. Remakes. They're they're just they're retooled. Ports? They're slightly retooled. There's some differences. I mean, which Pokemon is a remake? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, there's some there's some slight like retooling going on because like uh, trading's wireless now. Obviously, Pokemon Bank uh, they changed Jinx to be actually purple in, po- in at least Pokemon Yellow I've seen. I assume it ran blue as well because there are some bad racial undertones to the old Jinx. Uh, the it's Pikachu funny. surfing minigame is now unlocked in yellow. You don't need to like do whatever it is to unlock it like in the original Game Boy 1. So they've definitely done some nips and tucks. Streamlining in modern games. Well, no, that one you had to unlock with a code from Blockbuster or oh, something. No, like, right. there's no way to do it when there's no Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they just fixed that. But, um... Yeah, I feel... I really kept the missing node glitch. Yeah, wonder, missing node's still there. I wonder if that means you could still... Will that work in Pokemon Bank? I wonder if that... Oh, I don't know. I wonder 
to the to the to the. Is that other just to get Mew on the Mega bridge? bridge? Yeah, I wonder if they patched that up or if it's just like. Yeah, I. But that one very specific was the name and stuff. Yeah, the Mega Bridge one. You have to. You have to like talk to a certain person, hold like star, and then like teleport back. You have to like do that a few times, and you have to fight a specific guy that was a slow poke, and then you go back to the bridge, and halfway through the bridge, the game just like makes you fight Mew. Right, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Does it have to do with like your name and the specific letters determine what Pokemon you fight or something like that? I think that's for Missing No. Yeah, that's Missing No. Because you can control like what Missing No turns into. Yeah. Yeah, missing no, in terms of like missing those stats, yeah, it's determined based, I think, on some stuff like choosing your name and some That's other... The there's one or two name. other components as well besides that, if I remember correctly. But yeah, I'm curious. So if you port missing no into sun and moon... Oh, is this going to be a bad egg? Oh, uh, you think? That's how yeah. it usually works. Oh, uh, okay. Hack Pokemon or anything like shifty, they always turn into a bad egg. Right, right. But uh, what led us down this road? Oh, yeah, I was saying surprises. Um, <laughs> I found it kind of cool that, like, Pokemon Company's still pulling out surprises. And, like, even on Pokemon Day last week, there was a fair amount of unexpected. So, like, here's what they did for Pokemon Day, for those who didn't really keep up. In New York, at Nintendo New York, they held a huge Pokemon party, which they extended the hours of, like, a day before because of high demand. Toys R Us was giving away those exclusive foil cards and activity books and posters. Um, GameStop had early access Pokemon tournaments. Here in L.A., they announced, like, literally a couple days beforehand that uh, Japan L.A., which is a store that previously had a temporary Pokemon boutique, reopened. The boutique is, like, season two, so to speak, and had a big launch party on Pokemon Day. And most randomly of all, we mentioned it earlier, Drew Barrymore held a Pokemon afternoon soiree that had by far the most, like, fluff-filled, buzzword-heavy, <laughs> hashtag-brand, like, sounding press release I've you ever seen. Like, it, was, it wasn't even that. I'll read you some choice excerpts. It was just... So, Drew Barrymore, for, to fill people on what happened. Like a they had an influencer... B-tier actor? No, she was A-tier. She's a pretty big name. She's, these days, she's not in as much, but she's a huge celebrity. Like, everyone knows her. She was, in e, she was the girl in E.T. B-tier. As a little kid, and then she was in Charlie's oh, Angels. Oh, I know who that is. Yeah. 51st Dates. Yeah, she was in 51st Dates. She was in Fever Pitch. She's done a lot. I'm naming things all from the past, but she's done a lot. Um, but yeah, so... No, she's definitely hired to be here. But um, she also produces a lot of stuff. Um, her production partner is actually Jimmy Fallon's wife, the more you know. Uh, they met through Drew Barrymore. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they announced that on Pokemon Day, there is a Pokemon afternoon soiree that Drew Barrymore was hosting here in L.A. at the Sunset Tower Penthouse, which is this nice thing in Hollywood, with, and a direct quote... Um, panoramic views of the Hollywood Hills and downtown Los Angeles. Wait, now, that's like, okay, fine. But then the rest of the press release is just... I'm just going to read you a few things. The intimate event will celebrate the brand's U.S. categorical expansion into unisex fashion, mm-hmm. uh, accessories, and home decor. From Los Angeles to New York, entire families, full families, entire <laughs> families will be dotting Pokemon-inspired lifestyle fashion. Dot it. Has any of this happened? Is there home decor for Pokemon that you go and buy at, like, Pottery Barn? Ikea. <laughs> or Ikea? And then here, it keeps going. This is Drew Barrymore's quote, which really shows that she doesn't care anything about Pokemon. <laughs> uh, I'm immersed. This is her talking. I'm immersed in branding and brand expansion every day with my own companies. And I think that Pokemon has done he- uh, what Pokemon has done here is so smart and such a perfect way to expand their footprint. So I'm hosting this thing just because, like, I can admire them from, for expanding, but I don't care at all about Pokemon. <laughs> 
But so that's like okay, that's kind of a weird quote. Like usually the host is like, "Oh, I love Pokemon. My kids play yeah. it all the time." That was the next question. Yeah, yeah and then and it gets you. She does not, and then it gets even better. Uh, the most highly sought after stylists, bloggers, and influencers will be attending or attended. <laughs> it's past tense, um, and it's a celebration of the kickoff. Guests can enjoy complimentary Pokemon inspired nail art while lounging in this coveted locale with special guest Pikachu. <laughs> just like what um, special guest special guest Pikachu elite guests will also adore specially curated gift bags for the family okay that's actually a reasonable sentence <laughs> but um, the final one that I'm going to share the fashion focused lifestyle launch is highly anticipated by admirers of Pokemon fashion worldwide is there anyone that's an admirer of Pokemon fashion anywhere in the world? <laughs> like, like just cult of people like it's I, yeah like it's cool that Nintendo's doing all these different things for Pokemon in different, like, spheres and, like, expanding it to become, like, this Disney-style brand is kind of neat, and I get all that. But this press release is just so, like, cringy. I don't know. It just, it just struck me as really funny. That said, I kind of wish I was an elite guest that got to go and get my nails mm-hmm. done next with special guest Pikachu. But, <laughs> get his nails done. But, oh, well. Um, but, yeah, if anyone wants to see photos or videos from the event, I'm sure they're still on Twitter. If you uh, hashtag Pokemon Afternoon Soiree, that very brief hashtag. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you hashtag that, I'm sure stuff is archived from last week when they had it. But it's just like if Nintendo's announcing these sort of things for Pokemon like two or three days in advance, it makes you wonder what else they got planned this year throughout the year. Like, are we gonna see stuff at Comic Con? What's E3 gonna be like? Even in New York, on the day of, they surprise people by parading around like a Would dozen Pikachu's. Uh, for Pokemon, Probably possibly. Not. I don't know. Maybe. No, it might be too small, but Comic Con would be the big, the one they do. I'm it sure at. they'll do something with Pokemon tournament. Oh yeah, of course. But I meant like Pokemon Company probably won't do yeah. much. But yeah, like even I started saying New York on Pokemon Day, they didn't announce they're gonna do this. But you know uh, the Pokemon outbreak thing they do in Japan in that one city where basically over the weekend put there's Pika, people in Pikachu costumes everywhere and they're dressed differently and they like do dance parties and run battleships and serve you food and pour out elevators and yeah, they did that in New York with like a dozen Pikachu's just marching around New York City. So just, if they're taking it this seriously just for a day where there's no actual launch of anything except an old virtual console game, imagine how crazy Pokemon's going to get throughout the year. They've already done the Super Bowl. Like this, I think we're going to be in for some surprises. Because you know how funny it would be, or I guess it wouldn't be funny, but like the like the video of the Pikachu's walking down the street yeah. in New York and I don't know where like ones get shot. <laughs> <laughs> New York's not that violent anymore. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> And then all the Pikachu's rush to inside. Yeah, all the Pikachu's surround the other Pikachu, like all sad. That, it would be like that. Uh, oh, what was that episode of the Pokemon show that was legitimately sad where Ash lets go of the butter, lets the Butterfree like leave? You know what I'm talking about from the first yeah, season? Yeah, be, I feel like it would remember. Yeah, so Ash like, I don't want to let you go, Butterfree, Butterfree. I feel like seeing all the Pikachu's crowd around their injured, <laughs> their injured they companion. Cry and then the, yeah, the that, person in the costume's blood is like spilling throughout the costume's blood. So like the it's got really dark. Bleeding. You know what actually reminds me more of that episode where Pikachu almost leaves Ash? Isn't there an episode where they that happens? Yeah. 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 But he doesn't. He doesn't. 20 years later, still with that. 20 years later, yeah. Ash is still alive. Wasn't Pikachu dying in a parade of Pikachu's reminded you of that episode? Well, Pikachu's being sad. Oh. Yeah, so I guess they would be sad. Yeah. It would be sad if someone got shot in a Pikachu <laughs> costume. But, uh, yeah, so I think we're in for a lot this year. Because even, like, Pokemon Go, for example, the developer... Uh, oh, what's their name? Anyone remember their name? Ingress. Asian Man? No, Ingress is the game... Uh, Niantic. Niantic. 
Even Niantic, uh, so Nintendo, Google, and Pokemon Company invested thirty million bucks in this company to make Pokemon Go, and they've since gotten another five million from um, the likes of like Japanese Fuji TV and all these other random companies. So clearly, someone sees something in Pokemon Go that suggests this is going to be way bigger than maybe even we're imagining. We'll learn more at GDC about that though on um, March fourteenth. They're doing a big session at the Game Developers Conference, so we'll cover it next episode where um, they're going to talk about like Pokemon Go in the real world and how it's going to work. So. Presumably there might be a blowout around then, and I'm guessing it'll probably be out by summer. But and so that's gonna be big. But I think like what would be like the best 20th anniversary surprise? I think for me it'd be if they did Pokemon Snap two out of nowhere in the fall, even as an eShop game. I'd love that. But like if you could have like a dream 20th anniversary, like if there's a dream it, Pokemon like, thing. I don't know why I wanted this. Because po- <laughs> what? No, Pokemon Snap is amazing. <laughs> you are wrong, dude. The the gamepad. If it was for the Wii U, the gamepad is, like, made for Pokemon Snap. It already is, like, a viewfinder for a camera. They used it with Google Street View, the Google Street app, which, by the way, they're shutting down. Yeah, all the other, like... The I got an email about it. Here. Yeah, the, the Wii U uh, won't be able to run it anymore. Like, what... This is a problem with download games. It will... I'll still have the icon on my screen, but when I press it and load it, there won't be a server for it to connect to, so the entire game will just... Or app will cease to be, <laughs> which is kind of sad. But you they... It? Yeah. Oh. We even talked about it on the show when it came out. Because there's, like, an interesting use of uh, the gamepad as, like, a second thing. Because, I mean, thing. the most, we play, uh, the most I played was the demo. Oh, I... Maybe I only got... No, I bought it. It was, like, two bucks. Mm. But How many locations did you get? Maybe I didn't buy it. I don't remember. Either way, it's sad <laughs> when software gets shut down. But my point was, like, that, to me, proved Pokemon Snap should happen. Like, the the... The gamepad is already basically a giant camera in terms of using... Like, it can mimic a camera in a game. Mm-hmm. And they just do Pokemon Snap with really cool graphics and just make it happen, Nintendo. Like, I'd love for that to be, like, the big surprise of Pokemon 20th anniversary for me. But obviously, like, a mainline game was going to happen. We knew that. I mean, now we have Sun and Moon. Uh, Great Detective Pikachu is becoming a reality, so there's that. But, like, what... Is there any, like, spinoff or something you'd love for them to revive in this situation? Like, train card game for Game Boy, Pokemon Puzzle League? I don't know. I mean, I would have liked another, like, entry in the in the console battle games. And oh, like, just a Battle Revolution 2 almost? Like, I love Battle Revolution. Like, not even... I don't oh, know. I mean, I, cool. I, I, I like those games where you just battle. Like, they have no story, no ending. You're just, it's just pure battling. And Battle Revolution was just so fun because of that. It gave you so many different challenges. It forced you to play in... With different situations, um, it made like, you do doubles. Puzzles. Like yeah, like it was cool. Like every every opponent that you had, like had to be beaten in a specific way and approach with different Pokemon. And I don't know, it was really cool and very satisfying. Even though like it made you play in doubles, like for the majority of it, right? It was still really cool and it had online play. Like that's what I want. That's that, that's my ideal Pokemon game. Except um. That's funny. Is except that sorry. that game lets you just generate your own Pokemon. Just like, oh, all right, just pick this. Also, I, I think you talked about this yeah, time before. I, I, like, yeah. like your online battle simulator you use, except yeah, by a, sanctioned by a Pokemon official, company. Yeah, just an official, an official battle simulator that also has like, like a cam- like like a campaign, yeah. like a campaign of challenges, like Battle Revolution had. That I'd, was awesome. I'd almost be okay if they did something like Pokemon XD or something like. Uh, See, that's or so Gale of Darkness, yeah, where like, we're like, no, because not ever, no, 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 but make it like. What's the one with the EVs? That's like, um, Pokemon Coliseum. Coliseum. Yeah. But like something like, because I feel like the Battle Simulator, from the perspective of Nintendo trying to make something that appeal more people, you Battle Simulator. Me, my, no, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, but I'm saying like, if they were to do that, I could see them doing that, but they'd have to tack on a story as a secondary mode. I think what would be ideal is if they had the Battle Simulator, but also have a single player mode. 
Yeah, that didn't do so well. Well, actually, I guess it did pretty well. I take that back. I had two copies. But and I know I said yeah, I, yeah, because you're weird. <laughs> I know, I know, I said like no, your dream I one. Won one in a tournament. Oh, that's right. And the other one I had. That's right. You, you, the two of you do own multiple guys of the same game. But it makes sense because there's two of you. But you tried to pitch me on it being just you owning two for collecting purposes, and I, yeah. So I still got the bait. I did, but no. But what I'm trying to say because you're like, yeah, your dream game would be a similar. So I'm trying to figure out how would that work away then to actually mass market it. It's funny because you do have a battle simulator. It's called Pokin. It's just not the type of battle you're expecting. But it's literally what you're describing. It has no real single player mode. There was no better revolution you just equivalent fight. after battle revolution. Uh, no, no. They, no, they pretty much like figured like okay with X and Y. Now that we have like oh, all the CG graphics, yeah, yeah, they don't really. Even need though it. it's still not quite the same. Like battle revolution had, um, I mean obviously because they could handle it more animation. Yeah, it had like the the attacks were, were just looked better. Yeah, because I mean they had well, like Pokemon ran up to another Pokemon. Yeah, they actually hit them. And this one, it's it's still kind of like they just kind of flinch forward. That's always been a weird pet well, peeve of mine. Is like, why? Close, but overall though. They toned down. That's always been a pet peeve of mine, though. Why was it in Pokemon Stand, Pokemon Stand 2, Pokemon Coliseum, Pokemon XD, etc., etc., when you battle the Pokemon, they just kind of, like, paw each other from far away? What was Nintendo afraid of? They were still causing damage to each other. Now they're embracing it with Pokemon Tournament. But what was that in that in those first 10 to 15 years, I guess? But, like, in the show, they hate each other head-on, and the show has more viewers than any game had players. <laughs> like, what were right, they... Yeah. That's what I like, though. It's weird. That's not like Battle Revolution. Like, a lot of attackers look really cool. Like, Hyper Beam yeah. or any of those beam moves. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it did benefit from the graphic boost. Yeah, and even though it was on the Wii, like, it had, like, this glow, like, um, filter on top of it that just made everything look very nice and cool. Right, right. What about you, Elvis? If you had a dream... Like, what sort of Pokemon thing would you like to see Nintendo bring back if anything or like is there any sort of like you know it'd be cool if nintendo made like a jigglypuff karaoke machine like what <laughs> if you could have any 20th anniversary anything because this is the year that they're going like crazy so if there was like a time that you wanted anything it'd be now yeah, or you could be more cur- merchandise or anything yeah i would want merchandise of like more all plushies. the pokemon so i could get like i have a chatop plushie uh, uh, and a kazan plushie but they never made a rotom plushie a weevil plushie like other random yeah, pokemon yeah. like I yeah. want more plushies It'd be so cool to have, like, a plushie of, like, your team. You know, that's something the Pokemon Center store before it I mean, became they have Nintendo. a ton. They do yeah. have a lot of plushies, but... Some, like, random-ass Pokemon, too. Yeah, well, that that's something that... A lot that... of, like, pre-evolutions, too. Like, they don't do a lot of the final... Yeah, like, that's why, true. Why went the babies? Well, I guess they're adorable. They're but... adorable. They make more sense as a plush than, like, a menacing Gyarados or something. Yeah, but Gyarados... It, cool. it would be very cool, <laughs> as a bad example. Um, but I was going to say that... Um, Guess, what's interesting uh, is when... Or go ahead. Oh, no. I was just saying, like, oh, I guess it could be hard. Like, there's never been a good Wario plushie. They're all ugly. Yeah, it, but it, some again, of them are I'm pretty sure, like, if they really wanted to, they could make good ones. Uh, but I guess good. it'd be more expensive. I mean, the only other yeah. thing would be for them to um, just make more of the... They have a contract, I guess, with D-Arts to make all their extremely posable Pokemon figures. And, like, obviously they already got me, like, Mewtwo and Lucario, which were, like, uh-huh. the ones I really wanted from that line. Uh-huh. And they've already done Blaziken, the three Charizard, Blastoise, and Venusaur. But I'd like them to see, I could see more of that. Just make more Pokemon. Right, right. Even maybe even make a toy line out of the one set Pokemon tournament. Then that way I could get my Weebo. That'd be cool, actually. But yeah, one one of the things that um, one of the things you want to be mentioned like they sh- they do it for all the different Pokemon, like plushes for all different Pokemon or something. They mm-hmm. did at one point when the Nintendo World Store. When Nintendo New York, formerly Nintendo World, was formerly the Pokemon uh, the Pokemon Center in New York, they had a wall, and they had Tommy figures, like little two, three-inch tall Tommy figures, of every single Pokemon that existed at that time. 
It's just a wall of the entire Pokedex, but you can buy any of them. Figurine. It was like little miniature figurines, mm-hmm. like almost amiibo size. But it was super cool. Like, I, it'd be awesome That's if they somehow cool. did a line. Li- I guess they could do a line like that through the Pokemon Center website. Yeah. Like, if you go to it right now, you can search by Pokedex. To find merchandise for the Pokemon you're interested cool. in. That would be cool. Just so, to, like, that's a thing. It. They just need to flush it out more. Yeah, I, I, I could be behind that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I actually think that... I mentioned Amiibo. I think 20th anniversary is the time for Nintendo. Whatever we're going to do with Amiibo, be it things we've talked about before, like a Pokemon train card game, but the train cards have Amiibo chips, or, like, some sort of Amiibo figurines, or Amiibo figurines for Pokemon, and then yeah, release an update. They, they need to do it this year. Like, this is the year they need to do the Amiibo for Pokemon. It's, it'd be silly to do it next year. Maybe the Dark Mewtwo card was their way in. I think it was, yeah. But but the weird thing is, like, if you look at the Dark Mewtwo card, the card doesn't really have anything yeah. on it besides some art. Like, it doesn't have a function, like, a purpose. And all it does is unlock a character already in the game. Well, so, it looks cool to have. It does look cool, but, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what, like, what they're going to do with Amiibo. So, I, is, is Mystery Dungeon a successful franchise? Well, they have, like, seven of them, so I would say so. It's, you know, it's sold, like, couple hundred thousand already the newest so maybe one. like pokemon companies have so much money that they could hash them out even though they suck they don't suck mystery don't dungeon know. they're they're pretty good i've played only demos at various events but <laughs> but so therefore I can vouch for them. but no but it was enjoyable I, like I, if you like randomly generated dungeons like apparently the story the writing's pretty sharp the latest one had a lot of reference like little yeah. internet references and stuff which i know some hmm. people hate about the treehouse now is that they do memes and the like, but um, well, they're like Mystery Dungeon. They make them cringy. Yeah, but apparently Mystery Dungeon doesn't do that bad of a job. Although they did have a uh, Helix fossil joke in there, like from the from like a Lord year. Helix. Yeah, they had a reference to that in there. When Twitch played Pokemon. Oh, that's another Pidgeotto was like a Jesus. Yeah, that's another surprise of um, Pokemon Day that I forgot. Is Nintendo and Twitch teamed up to stream 32 straight hours of the Pokemon cartoon, and there's a chat room next to it, so you can talk about it. Like, all these little things they're doing, like, that's why I was asking you guys, like, what would be your dream thing? Because at this point, it's so unpredictable, anything's fair game, honestly. Like, I, here's a new idea. They should make a Pokemon puzzle challenge for iOS and Android. Pokemon puzzle challenge for Game Boy Color is the best puzzle game I've ever that's played. I love that game. Do. So they should make an they Android and iOS one. Want them to. Thus, they should. <laughs> <laughs> so it was both. It was a twofer. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I'm, I I think we're in for a fun year. I want a we're game just like Pokemon tournament, but with like triple the roster. So I heard you want DLC for Pokemon tournament. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, that's a fair that's a fair one. Um, yeah, I think I think whatever they do, we're in for an interesting year. It, it, at the very bare minimum, it's gonna be entertaining. At the best, it'll be really awesome. We're gonna spend way too much money, but bare yeah. minimum, there's enough to keep us busy throughout the year. But but yeah, so far we kind of looked ahead with Pokemon, but I feel like for an anniversary show, it's also kind of important that we look back at what got to the point that we can't look ahead, which, you know, it's been 20 years in this case since um, Pokemon came out. It was in, in, in our lives, I guess. Like, I'd say, it, for me at least, it was a bigger part of my life back then than it is now, although I'm still into it. But um, So with that in mind, I thought we could possibly, for the rest of the episode, just kind of talk about our histories of Pokemon, what we love about the franchise, good memories about it, favorite Pokemon, all that stuff. So, well, favorite Pokemon was your idea, and Josh actually give you credit what to do. Uh, so, no, 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 but I was like, I thought we should, but I was like, no, you, you came up with that. Um, so, yeah, the idea, I, I just gave him the credit back. I gave him the credit back. <laughs> I can't even accept like, my, my, someone being nice to me without, like, throwing sass back. Yeah, like, uh, sorry. Wait, what did you say? I thought he was damning me. 
I just damning um, the drama. Oh, so much drama. You have no idea. We seem pretty civil on this podcast, but as soon as the as soon as the mic goes off, it's fisticuffs. Just <laughs> just old style like the reverse arm motion boxing. <laughs> um but anyway, yeah, so with that said, when did you guys get into Pokemon? How long have you guys been Pokemon fans? What spurred it for you? Um, it's blue. Like the way I remember it, um I thought I thought Pokemon was cool. Like, I didn't really get too much into Pokemon until we got the game. And the funny thing mm-hmm. is that I never even really specifically wanted the game that much. Like, I remember thinking, like, oh, that'd be cool, like, if I wanted it. But I never, I don't really remember asking for it, like, too much. If anything, um, and at the time... Did it just came with the Game Boy? Yeah, like, I remember, like, my sister, she was the one that actually wanted a Game Boy Color and the one that was, like... Well, she didn't really care what game she got it, but she wanted a Game Boy Color. Right. And for whatever reason, they gave me the Game Boy Color, and it was a bundle that came with Pokemon, and... Wait, was it the Pikachu Game Boy? No, it was a it was a Sam's Club bundle, so it came with like a little case of the game oh, nice, and, nice. A, and the strategy guide, which was really cool because uh-huh. it had all the old art. But yeah. I think that book is beyond repair. I still and, have one of so the we, original 150. So because of that game, like we got really into Pokemon, and all of a sudden, like we shared the file. Like our character's name was Hoelvis. It was a long time ago. Hoelvis. Yeah, we just combined our names. Yeah, and um, I remember really like. I liked the game, but I never we we never got into the cards. Like we didn't even like collect really? them. We just people just we gave had, them to we us. Have a, we, we had a lot. But. No, that's like because people would give them. Like we got we got so many cards like for free from just outside sources. But like yeah, outside sources, <laughs> they snuck them up, paid you under the table <laughs> on Pokemon cards. Like yeah, I don't I don't really have any memories of like ever buying a pack. Like I remember like my dad had a friend from work that was like, giving like he was like taking off he was taking apart a store because he was moving somewhere else. Uh-huh. And he gave us, like, a box of, like, Pokemon cards, so we, that's where we got, like, a bunch of, like, Chinese. And right, you mean holographics. holographics. I could tell you didn't have Pokemon, or you weren't actively collecting, if you're calling them Shinies. <laughs> there, there are Shinies in Pokemon. Yeah, well, not at the time the cards were big. <laughs> it took oh, yeah. a lot of those for a while. But, yeah, and even the game, like, after we beat it, we kind of stopped, and we were just like, oh, okay, well, that was that. We just kind of kept up with the show, or, like, the spin-off games. But it wasn't until Diamond and Pearl that we became, like, really into Pokemon. Like, Diamond and Pearl definitely, like, with the training program, like, I'm full-on, like, obsessed with Pokemon. See, for me, I was, like, a Pokeholic, for like a better term, starting with Red right away. And then as time went on, I got a little less into it. And I still, like, we still got up. We literally met up earlier than we've ever met up, like, unless for special events, to go to Toys R Us to get the special edition Pokemon card for 20th anniversary on Pokemon Day. So, like, I'm still into it. But, like, it's definitely tapered over the years, over the two decades. So I'm kind of like the reverse yeah, of it, I guess. It's, it's been a roller coaster. Like, yeah, like we were like we kind of into it in blue, then it skyrocketed in diamond. Because I had friends that were into it consistently throughout, like, in right. Sapphire, Gold and Silver. And I kept up with it. Like, I would ask them questions. Like, they would tell me what's going on with the mm-hmm. game. But it was never enough to make me want it. Yeah. And I don't know what it was about Diamond. I think it was just because it was, like, on the, D- DS. the DS. And I was like, you know what? It's time to just get it. And so did you... Like, mind-blown. So did you oh, get Elvis into it? Is that because you're the older we, brother? We, no, so he got, just kind of, like... at the same time. So you each had your own version? So yeah, one yeah, had Pearl. Yeah. Yeah, oh, character. no, no. I meant I meant um, back in the day with Blue. Cause you oh, were no, talking we, about no we just shared that. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. You were And then we didn't get another one. Right. No, but yeah, like, that game, like, honestly, I think it was because that's when the game started, um, that's when the game was at its most complex. Right. Like, that's when they added more about the Eevees, like, more different typing. Like, it was a more, it was just a more complex battle system. And yeah. that's, like, what really got us into it. I feel like as the complexity went up, my fandom went down. <laughs> yeah. Because I like yeah, the linearity um, of the old ones a lot. No, but, it's like, yeah, because, like, um... Like, polar opposites. But that's what's great about Pokemon is it's such a... The game is so much... 
to it and the franchise has so much to it that you can we can be total opposites about why we like Pokemon and both still like Pokemon and appreciate Pokemon. Right, like, I have, I have it's a friend weird. Who's, um, like not many franchises can take have that claim. Like I have a friend who I, who I could definitely say is like the biggest Pokemon fan that I know. Uh-huh. And he pretty much said the same thing as you. Like as the games got more complex, he was more turned off by the game. Yeah. But he still liked them. He liked them for the story. He only played them for the story. Yeah, I liked it for the overarching but everything. He thought like the the breeding the eggs, the fact that they have nature. So he thought all that was dumb. He thought like I don't care about that. Yeah, I wouldn't go as far as <laughs> say it was dumb. <laughs> like I get why it makes total sense to me why they make it more complicated. You introduce new features, but you want to keep the core, so you just keep piling on stuff. No, I mean I thought it was cool but, that there was like you know, oh, all the, they did more all for everybody. Stuff is disguised pretty well. It was like yeah. no one's gonna know that. If you oh yeah, yeah. Right periods, you get like plus attack. That's very true. Different Pokemon give you different stats. Yeah. No, it's it's done so like clever like to a person just watching you could be like oh this game looks like a simple kids game but yeah. like the people that really know how complex it is like I saw a, I saw a post on Imager like it was just like some guy like alright guys I'm gonna educate I'm gonna educate you guys on Pokemon because of Pokemon Day right and he just listed off like how EV training works and stats and then um like the comment section was just like a lot of people going like wait what like, this has been Pokemon the whole time like how like that and that's the beauty of, that's <laughs> and then, like and I thought D and D was complex so. that's the beauty of Pokemon is like not just my comment for about like how it has a vast rate like vast amount of appeal but the fact yeah, is no one it's it. really simple on the surface and then really complicated right under the surface. So if you just want to stay at surface level and just kind of coast through the game, you can. If you want to get into the competitive scene or do EV training, you can. And you're both playing the same game. It's not like it's like a Smash Bros. where they had to even fork it, where it's like, oh, if you're competitive, here's all the Omega stages. If you're not competitive, here's the wacky stages. Like, yeah. this one, you're playing the exact same experience. You're doing the exact same things, but the, it's just how deep you're willing no, no, to some dive. Some people just want to, like, look yeah. shiny. Some people just yeah. want to, like, Yeah, like, like the fact on. that's collect, battle, train, and progress to a story all in, like, one. Yeah. Like, there's so many different aspects. And I always thought it was just, like, so, like, pretty much amazing how, like, because of the way stats are designed, you could have, like, completely different like, design Pokemon that are the same. So, like, I had, like, a very aggressive, like, Charizard, but also had a very defensive Charizard, and they had, like, completely different movesets, and everything was, like, I don't know, they were used for completely different reasons, but, like, they're both Charizard. Or yeah. I had, like, at one point, I had six different Weaviles. Like, one, like, each of them had a different strategy behind it because it had different items, different stat right, right. levels. Like, I don't know, like, it's just crazy how, like, even within one Pokemon, it could still get super crazy complex. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, Put on top of that, like, oh, some of them have Megas, like, and then you have to know everyone else's team, and... Yeah. The whole prediction thing, and just like, well, wow. But that's interesting that for you it was, like, later... Was pre- oh, on. No, I was just gonna say, it's interesting that for you guys it was later on that you got into Pokemon, but you are gonna say something. No, like, I was just saying, like, how, like, competitive we were, like, that when, when, when we would fight people online, like, oh, they summon a... What's that tree? And what's that one... Trevenant? Trevenant? The, uh, the ghost tree? No, 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 the, the steel grass... Oh, um... Well, essentially, whatever Pokemon they would send out, we would already, we would already know, like, what four moves list they would have. Uh-huh. So, it was like, oh, they have this, they're obviously going to have Spikes, or... Whatever. Yeah, it was, like, Spikes, Leech Seed, he would have, um, like... So, we would, we would have, like, oh, they have this type of team, they, they have these type of attacks. Right. So, they yeah. super in-depth, but... Yeah, like, we were too, like, yeah, just, like, know everything... Yeah. Like, what their stats was, like, okay. Like, you already know, like, like, okay, I'm faster than this guy, so I should be safe to attack. Like, oh, he's only using this item twice. He's holding this item, which means it should be safe to switch up to this one. Right. You know, it, you know now I think about it, it's kind of interesting, because when you guys, like, growing up with Pokemon versus having it when you're younger, when it's simple and then getting it more complicated when it's hard, it makes me now realize just how, easy, just how easily I started integrating this stuff over the years. Because, like, I started with Red, and literally I was... 
I was insanely into Pokemon. I'll tell my story in a minute, but I was like super into Pokemon. So gradually as it ramped up, for the most part, I just kind of ramped up with it. Like, oh yeah, I know how this works in red. I know how this works in gold now, like daytime and nighttime. Oh, I get this in ruby and sapphire. Does that next thing? Because I'm tight. But you guys just went from like the simple stuff and then you got re- and once it was more difficult, you're like, now's the time to read, or not more difficult, but more layers. And you're like, now's the time to revisit because there's always things like you got to kind of anticipate this and you got to know what moves do that. And yeah, da, 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 da. Like so, one of my favorite, like, I don't know, it's, like, it's a tiny little thing, but one of like my favorite moments from playing um, Diamond, or no, actually, no, it was X and Y, but I was using my mind more because it's a Pokemon from Diamond that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, there was, they have a, well, I'm actually blanking on a lot of Pokemon names, but they have the giant snail. You call yourself that, a fan. I know, right? You know more than I do, though. <laughs> Um, I haven't played Pokemon in a long time. Yeah. It's, um, well, they have the giant snail. It's a water ground. And um, they killed my previous Pokemon. Mm-hmm. The one that sounds like it's screaming when you summon it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, oh, so, like, so purposely, like, I would always send out, like, my Magmortar on it. And normally, like, my Mortar isn't supposed to have, like, any kind of, like, move that can fight because it's a fire type. And that's water ground. Like, literally two right. of my weaknesses. Right. And, like, and another thing I was also did, we would also keep up, like, we also knew, like, a lot of moves that people should have. And I would also like to put moves that I know a lot of people wouldn't suspect they have. So I meant Magmortar. Like, I would run Solar Beam on it. And almost no one, like, runs Solar Beam on Magmortar. Right. So obviously they're just going to keep it in and attack me. And then I Solar Beam it. And then it dies in one hit. And it's like, well, now, like, the rest of the team is dead. Because that was their guy to kill me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh. Well, and there's, like, also a lot of... Oh, since I know... Oh, if he summons this Pokemon, I know... Which the four likely moves he will have, so I have to switch out to this Pokemon because yeah, I know what attack he'll use. See, that's yeah. where and that's where my I start. And then there's a lot of like, Pokemon. okay, I have this Pokemon. I know. I think he's gonna switch out, right. and then when he switches out, and then you switch out to the one that you think he's gonna switch out to. It's like the best. It's chess. To it's a game of chess. Yeah, when yeah, you get like predictions a, right, it's like or, really yeah. awesome. or you could play a safe one. Like, all right, he has these four Pokemon. I'm gonna use a move that's neutral to all of them. Yeah, no, that oh, that's true. That's another thing. That, that like, way, that way, like, okay, that way it won't get neutral because a lot of the time, he, like, you know, he's gonna switch out. So you use the move that is super effective to the Pokemon he's going to switch out to. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. when you get those predictions right, it's like, damn. Or pretty awesome. much people like to build their teams. Like, I have, like, always one guy that's flying so that, like, all right, I'm going to pretend my more to switch to my Chatos and uh-huh. so neutralize the Earthquake completely. So there's, like, a lot of that. But I guess, um, I, I guess I have one more quick little yeah. mini story for you guys. That's what we're, that's guess what this episode's about. <laughs> no, I guess, um, definitely, like, not, like, in-game, but definitely, like, my most memorable, like, just Pokemon event moment would definitely be um that battle revolution tournament that they had at gamestop where you won a second copy of Battle revolution yeah because i went there um this was like when we were like yeah like we were really into ev training and all that but i had friends in there that i've been playing pokemon like they never stopped playing pokemon and they were definitely like like all right like, oh, i'm probably not gonna beat them like but we'll just see how it goes right and slowly like i just keep winning i make it through like most of the matches and i make it to like the grand final match and i remember um getting through that one not really easily, but, like, it was, like, it was kind of decided, like, I still had, like, three Pokemon left when I was, like, about to deliver the finishing blow. Uh-huh. But then a kid w- walks, like, in front of, like, the, the kiosk, and then, like, we both lose our connection. And then we're, like, oh, I was clearly going to win, but then, like, no, you guys have to redo it. And we're, like, oh, man. Wait, wait, wait. How do you lose the connection? Aren't they, is the Wii, right? No, we were using our DSs to connect to Battle Revolution so that we could all have But it's not line team. of sight. The kid shouldn't have mattered. I don't know what happened. That's it was weird. Just, Maybe was, the kid ran through with I a mean, wireless interference thing. <laughs> it could have been unrelated, but there was just that correlation. Right, like, right. It, it just happened when he did it. Yeah, so they had to... So it had to start oh, over. Oh, that was nerve-wracking. And it's almost like the worst thing that you want to happen yeah. because they've seen your whole team. They know what moves <laughs> you have. 
And I remember, like, that rematch was so hard. Like, <laughs> I remember it came down to... He had two Pokemon left. And I remember Hidrodactyl with, like, killing almost all my people. And all I had left was two Weaviles. Mm. And then I remember my Weevil killed the Hidrodactyl. But then... Um, can't repeats. Um, oh, no, I remember <laughs> I asked before that. Mm. And then um, I asked, like, oh, can I use two Weavals? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. And I'm like, oh, all right. Bishop and April. I remember the names. Anyway, so... April, I'm guessing, is a Ninja Turtle reference. What's yeah. the Bishop name? Also a Ninja Turtle reference. I only know the main Ninja Turtle <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I don't go that deep into Ninja Turtles. I can take time. Yeah, so that's what's with Lapras, and Lapras kills my last Weavile, and then I have to send out my... Or, kills my Weavile, so I send out my last Weavile. This two. tournament was in 2007, in 2007, right? Yeah. And you remember exactly the which Pokemon did well, what? That speaks a lot to like how momentous of an occasion well, this win because was. Because like, the first Weavile I used was my like super buff Weavile that just like goes for the kill but will die easily. So, yeah. Because I, I give him an item that powers up his attack, and but always damages him every turn. But my second Weavile was more of the like strategy Weavile. Because right. I gave it a, an item that if it dies in one hit, it'll survive with one HP. So I give it move that counter and think so it could do like 600 damage in one turn. Yeah, yeah. And I remember um, the Lapras had just enough health that I'm like, all right, it should, like, Brick Break should be able to kill it, like, but I'm not really sure. Because they, they don't tell you the numbers, it's just like kind of in range. Right. So I remember like when like, we were like, running up to like jump and then like attack, like everyone's going like, <gasps> and then like, and then it like, <laughs> like destroyed Lapras and it was like a close victory and then like my friends picked me up and I was like, whoa. I can't believe I did it. Like, I actually won, like, the Pokemon tournament. Right, they gave right. Me extra large That's shirt. a good memory to have. Yeah, it was, it was cool. That sounds cool. See, my, my Pokemon experience, like, I never did tournaments like that. I did the training card league. Like, oh. I got multiple badges in it, and then I left Montana, because uh, I grew up in Montana, for those who listen to podcasts don't know, and when I left Montana, um, <laughs> the guy I did the Pokemon league with, he was still in Montana, so I wasn't going to do it here. Uh, wait, no, I stopped Pokemon league before I left. I take that back. I stopped a year or two before I moved away. But anyway, yeah, it's just interesting how, like, so your experience has seemed very heavy on, like, the competitive play and that sort of stuff. For me, like, I it was just the, like, all-encompassing, like, 360 experience that was being a poker, like, a hardcore Pokemon fan. So with me, how it happened is when I was in second grade, so I was seven, and my mm. friend was a year younger than me, and was, so he was six in first grade, and he told me one day, he was just like, hey, I got this new game. We should check it out. Like, I'll show it to you. Come to, His mom was a teacher. So they come to my mom's car. I have it in her car. Mom was a teacher? His mom was a teacher. So we went to the car, and he busted out his Game Boy and was showing me Pokemon Blue. And we sat there for, like, the entirety of lunch. He was just, like, walking me through that. We're like, and then you do this, and then, like, and then this happens, you throw the Pokemon, and then you catch it, and then once you catch it, you, get, you know, like, how little kids ramble. So we were just having that car. I, like, vividly remember this. So we were <laughs> talking about it, and then within a week, I don't remember the trans thought or anything, but within a week, I had my own... What? Well, we were in Montana. They're mostly little <laughs> Caucasian people. Uh, just to get the picture in my Yes, head. yes, yes. We we are both white, yes. <laughs> um, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad we clarified that. Uh, but... Yeah, I don't know exactly what the trans thought was or how quickly I turned around, but within a week I had my own copy of Pokemon Red. Huh. And then, like, and so we'd be playing at school, and then, like, the cartoon premiere. I think this was, he, he got it right when it came out. Like, he had it within two weeks of the cartoon. Hmm. Um, I remember starting to watch cartoons, like, episode five, and working my way backwards, and then catching up and everything. But, so I had it that fall, like, the initial fall of Pokemon's release. I had it, he had it. And then from there, it just snowballed. Because, like, if you're super into a game, 
and your best friend is super into a game, and you're both really excited about little kids, Eric. With a K. Oh, E-R-I-K. The one yeah, the one that just visited LA. Oh, okay. And if the two of you oh, are super... Oh, yeah, full okay. circle. Yeah, anyway. It's a, oh, yeah, because we mentioned him last episode, didn't we? Uh, if the two of them... Um, you know, if, you and, if you're a little kid and someone else is a little kid and two of you are really into one thing, it's just like... It's like a Deus Ex machine. It's just perpetual motion of excitement and fandom. So from there, we start collecting the cards. From there, we watch the cartoon. From there, the merchandise started getting purchased. From there, more cards were purchased. From there, Gold and Silver came out, and it was, like, doubling down on it. From there, we'd be sketching out fake Pokemon that we want one day have to be real in class. From there, it was just, like... You sound like the, everything. Like, like the ideal perfect kid that they wanted to market to. <laughs> I was. To a T. Like, I didn't do the competitive battling that you guys did. I did... I definitely beat Pokemon Red, got through the Elite Four, did all that. I beat Silver, to got through the Elite Four, did all that. But... What? To a T. Yes, that's the that expression. Like, that. exactly. How does that... Mean that though, I I don't know. <laughs> uh, golf maybe. Because like, last know. time you explained how evergreen is like evergreen. Oh uh, well, two a teach just a colloquial expression. I don't know. It's just something people say in our society. Oh. But whatever. Uh, the <laughs> point is, um, like I beat you know I beat my way through uh, red, beat my way through silver, got pretty far through ruby, and started tapering from there. But my fandom in general, like when the movie came out, we went and saw it in theaters twice. When the second movie came out, we went and saw it in theaters. No. When the oh. third movie came out, we went and saw it in theaters just to complete the Holy Trinity because they said that probably the last one in theaters. But it was just like every... We did the Pokemon Training Card Game League. We, like, everything. I have three giant duffel bags just full of random per- Pokemon merchandise. Unofficial magazines, Burger King toys, figurines, plushes, act figures. What are those uh, Tiger Electronic real-talking Pokedexes? Like... You never showed us. It's like buried in my closet. But I brought it with me from Montana to make sure I actually keep all this stuff. I had all, I had like tons of Pokemon stuff. I had binders that were bursting at the seams of Pokemon cards. Like I'm talking thousands upon thousands of cards. Uh, way more money than I want to carry in I spent. Um, mm-hmm. This was all when I was a kid though. So like I was, I was we all were the ideal Everyone's demographic. If, yeah, I was, I'm spoiled. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but we were the ideal demographic for Pokemon. And I like, like hook, line, and sinker. No, I mean, like, us, us three, age. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker, like, just, they got me. They, I was there, like, exactly their prototypical kid that was way too into it. Um, you know, I had Pokemon shirts. I, it was, I don't even know, like, how to sum it up better than that, but it was just, like, the most poke, I was a Pokeholic. Do you remember what your shirts were? Uh, I had a Pokemon shirt that was, like, all 150 on it, like, kind of in, like, a big, cl- or not all of them, but, like, a cluster of a bunch of Pokemon. I had mm. the logo above it, and then I had one that so was, um, what color like, was it? It was white with the art on it and then the logo. So you pretty much had all the Pokemon tattooed to yourself. Yes, I am pale enough that it looked like I wasn't wearing a shirt. So, yes, you could say I had a giant chest tattoo of Pokemon. <laughs> but, uh, but no, like, it was, I don't even, like, I can't even sum up how much Pokemon, like, controlled my childhood. Like, it's, I know it's not like I'm just, like, gushing, but, like, it was at least a good three to four years of my childhood was just Pokemon, 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 Pokemon. Like, sure, I played other Nintendo games, obviously. Sure, I watched other shows and did other things, but, like, the driving force of, like, a lot of things I did in my life, a lot of things that dictated what I later became can be rooted in back into Pokemon. Like, started using internet forums as Wizards of the Coast uh, Pokemon train card game web, uh, forum. From there, it's like, oh, it'd be cool on my own Pokemon fan site, so I made a GSA's page. Wizard of the Coast? Wizard of the Coast is who used to make Pokemon cards. You may know them as the makers of the Magic the Gathering card game. They licensed it from Pokemon, or from Nintendo, and Pokemon Company eventually took it back. But Wizards of the Coast was the big maker of Pokemon cards during the 90s mm-hmm. heyday of the franchise. See, exactly, like, this is what I mean. Like, I was, like, totally in there. Mm-hmm. I know everything about this stuff. Um, but, yeah, like, 
joined, that was my first forum I joined, and I got super into forum culture. Like, that's what I do for a living now is, like, online communities, and Pokemon is the first one I did. Uh, maybe there would have been some other passion pro- passion of mine that would have got me in there, but who knows. Um, my first website I ever made, like, Ram Nintendo wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Pokemon, because I made... Don't ask where the name came from, I don't know. Chansey Masters Pokemon HQ <laughs> uh, on GeoCities when I was eight. Chansey Master. Chansey Master. I don't know. Or maybe oh, nine. Maybe yeah. nine. I don't know why it was Chansey. I don't know. I had a weird obsession. I had a weird obsession with Chansey, and I don't know why. Uh, it makes zero sense. I also have a crazy theory about how Chansey's actually an asexual Pokemon, and that reproduces with itself. <laughs> because here's the thing. When they introduced genders, we're going deep down the rabbit hole, guys. When they introduced genders to Pokemon, Chansey was only female. Chansey is an egg. How does that egg get fertilized? She must be asexual. Yeah. Done. QED. Done. <laughs> That's my theory. But, uh, yeah. Uh, like, my every, like, a lot of it. So, my interest in websites was chan- the, ma- poke- <laughs> the Pokemon HQ led to Ram Nintendo in its original form, which eventually led to my daily news site, which eventually led to this very podcast. That's how I had the Ram Nintendo domain. So, like, a lot of my interest in everything can be in some way tied back to Pokemon. Like, it was such a driving force in my childhood. Like, it's weird. I don't even know how to properly describe this. I'm just saying it in different ways like I'm doing now. But it was... I loved it. It was great. Like, Fancy, huh? I even imported Pokemon cards from Japan. I have a couple sets of Japanese Pokemon cards. Uh, special edition ones, like the... Uh, uh, what's the name of the... Wow. Here's how you know it's been a while since I've been super into Pokemon. What's the name of the islands in the original Pokemon? Mandrum? Nope, that's a TV the show. No, the the Cinnabon. No, not Cinnabon. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cinnabon Island. Cinnabar? What? Cinnabar. Cinnabar Island. They released a special set of Pokemon cards, like nine Pokemon cards that were either Cinnabar Island themed or Orange Island themed. I don't remember which, well, but... The Islands released cards. No, no, no. They released a special set of cards themed after them. So they were special artwork. These Pokemon at the time were not, I don't think, yet in the games. They were when they revealed, like, Meryl before he came out when he was still rumored to be called Pika Blue. Do you remember that? Like, stuff like that. There was a period when, um, you know, because, like, the animes always have the, the Pokemon announced before no, the yeah, game. Yeah. So people used to, when Meryl didn't have a name, he was revealed in Japan, and people used to nickname him Pikachu. Oh, they thought he was going to be the yeah, new yeah. Pikachu. So, like, I had cards, yeah, or, oh, you know what it was? It wasn't that. It was, I had those cards, and I also had, they had, before Gold and Silver came out, they released special cards of the starters in all of their forms. and like Gastrodon. Gold... What? Sorry. What's that, that responding to? That was a snail. No, I, 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 oh, the snail. The, the okay. name of the snail flew my From like 20 minutes ago? Yeah, yeah. It just popped into my head. Okay. Cool. Right. That brings close. Yeah, I bet you a lot of listeners would, be re- would not be able to sleep not knowing. Oh, that's so amazing. I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Nintendo. Wait, let me finish my, my friends. friends. Monster Hunter 4. You could literally yeah, make you can. Friends. You can. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I'm glad we're recapping <laughs> earlier conversations. Um, <laughs> bringing closure to our listeners. No, but I was going to say, like the they released like these special. Before Go and Solar came out in Japan, they were. They eventually released them in America too, I think. But they were all three starters and their evolutions in like a nice binder. It came in like this nice mm-hmm. plastic binder. It was gold and silver artwork. This was like in the peak of the gold and silver hype. I actually imported it from Japan because I was like, oh my god, I need this. It's new Pokemon that aren't out yet. And it was like, it's pretty expensive for nine holographic cards. It was like, with shipping, it's like, I want it like 50 or 60. <laughs> but I did it because I was like, I'll save up for it. It's fine. Like, this is cool. Pokemon, po- new Pokemon that aren't known to us yet. And like, you know, I checked Pokemon fan sites every day when Gold and Silver came out because they were so far ahead in yeah. Japan. Like, it was the driving force of my, like, all my hobbies as a kid. It was my only hobby. Um, it was nuts. So it's kind of crazy that now here we are 20 years later. Yeah. And it's still a big thing. Because, like I, like, I enjoyed the games a lot. But I think it was just being totally... 
the the surround sound experience, so to speak, the 360 experience of everything Pokemon. Like, you play the games, you watch the show, you buy the cards, you buy the merch, you go to McDonald's, and there's Pokemon in your Happy Meal, like, or Burger King, I guess, but Big Kids Meal. But it's like, it's just like, it was everywhere. Yeah, but uh, the, the toys were at Burger King. That's why I corrected. But yeah, so it's just like, it was cool. Like, I can't, I can't think of a single thing. Oh, and that was like making our local newspaper because they banned Pokemon cards from the public school. So it's like everywhere I look, yeah, Pokemon. A kid killing another kid for Charizard. I did not know about that one. That didn't make <laughs> news in Montana. But my, my point is, like, I can't think of a single phenomenon. Granted, I'm older now, so it wouldn't have the same impact on me. But I can't think of anything that hit the fever pitch of Pokemon where it's like anything you're into, be it media, Nintendo. interactive, whatever it is. I can't think of anything that's replicated that. Nintendo itself. No, not really. Well, yes and no. You were a sage. I was a sage. But Nintendo didn't have, like, the frenzy around it. It never had the frenzy around it. It was like, oh, cool, Nintendo. Minecraft. Minecraft. That's the, that's the... No, I'm saying I can't think of for kids today. <laughs> oh, Minecraft and oh, Angry Birds. Definitely Minecraft. Minecraft and Angry Birds. But no, um, yeah, nothing's done that for me with... Yeah, oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, Nintendo for me became my next Pokemon. It was Pokemon... I was into Nintendo a lot, but Pokemon was kind of the gateway to get into like, the super hardcore fandom. But in terms of just, like, that full everywhere you turn, no matter what you're doing, it's just like, boom, Pokemon's being zapped into your brain. I can't think of anything that came close yeah, to that. Horrible. No, it was great. It yeah, was the best childhood. Yeah, well, I guess we were never quite big fans of you. We were just, like, the battles, and we just liked specific yeah. Pokemon. But again, like I said earlier, that's what's great about Pokemon, is no matter what you're into about yeah. it, you have something to cater to you. Yeah, we were different, like, different into Turtles. That, that was, like... Yeah. And Transformers, I'd imagine, to some extent. I mean, Transformers... Like, much childhood for I mean, with, like, Beast Wars, right. like, that was, like, our gateway into that world. But it wasn't until college when there were, like, no Ninja Turtle things to collect. And I was like, I need something else to collect. And then the Michael Bay movie came out. And right. I was like, oh, I, I like Beast Wars. Let me check out this car transforming stuff. Right. And then I started delving into the old old Transformers, the, the AD show, and I like those. And then... I actually watched them, like, basically all the episodes, and then that's when I started collecting those. That was the college thing. Right. So I guess besides the Battle Revolution win, do you have any of those other memories about Pokemon that are, like... You know how, like... This is going to be a horrible comparison, but you know how, like, when there's a bat... Either something great, like we land on the moon, or something horrible happens. You, like, distinctly remember where you were and what was going on when it happened. Like, is there any sort of, like... I mean, the Pokemon movie was a pretty big deal for us. Yeah, Like, I remember, like, we were really excited for it. Like, we didn't get to watch it in theater... But um, I, I, I distinctly remember, um, like, my dad, like, telling us, like, oh, we got something for you, but he didn't tell us what. And then, mm-hmm. like, like, even Esther was excited. Like, I remember Elvis, Esther, and I, we all ran to, like, the room to find it. And then, like, Elvis, like, finds it, like, under the pillow. And it was, like, the VHS copy. And we were, like, all, like, so excited for it. And really that reminds me. I forgot a whole aspect. Pokemon came, out, Pokemon came out with CDs of music oh, yeah, from have... and inspired by the show. I rocked that Pokemon to be a master cassette. I listened to that thing so much when I was like eight or nine. Like I, you're yeah. inspiring yourself. What you're inspiring yourself. I will be the very best. I will be the very best there ever was. Catch him is my real test. No, but I like the songs on there. Like there spoke are some songs in there. What spoke to me? It spoke to me. It it touched me deep. And yeah. it, it, like some of them were really cheesy. Like the and some were like they had one with like B two K that was like I'm gonna be Pokemon Master. Yeah, it's like no. But then there are some <laughs> actually really legitimately like as a kid I thought good songs and i used to listen to that thing all the mm-hmm. time also shows you how old it was it was on cassette but Ooh. but yeah but you're saying about the pokemon movies so yeah you oh, yeah, yeah. No, that was just like a, a very big memory because yeah, I, I have a couple like 
Like, if, even then, I remember I think we got that game. We were at the mall and we thought we had it pre-ordered at, at GameStop so that we could get the giant. The movie or the game? No, the game. Um, Demon and Pro. Oh, okay. To get sure. it with the giant with the stylus holder and the those obnoxiously big stylus. Yeah, yeah. Like, we still have those like up there on display. So like we really wanted those, but then when we were at the mall, there was a store called Game Force that was selling the game like like a few days early, and I'm like, mm-hmm. huh. I want to get it a few days early, so I bought the game a few days early. That's what happened with me. And I was playing it, and then like making my friends jealous and stuff. And then when my when the pre-order one came out, I just gave the pre-order to my friend, but we still kept the status. That oh, you sneaky devil! No, um, that uh, that's what happened with me at Gold and Silver. This is a very distinct memory of my childhood. Is my mom picks me up from school and says, "Oh, GameStop called today, or Software at Sarah? They're still Software at Sarah called today. They have your Pokemon game. I thought you said it wasn't coming out till like next week." And I was like, what? So we were still at school, and I'm like, should I pick up my the friend Eric, the one who got me the Pokemon? Yeah. Like, he has it pre-ordered there, too. Let's, I was like, oh, I should ask him if he wants his. So we, <coughs> we ended up picking up mine and his. But came out three or four days early. We go to GameStop. They just have... Software, etc. Or Software, etc. Thank you. They have um, just games all over. They, they unboxed it and just laid them out on the floor with the pre-order slips. The entire store. Like, you walk in and there's room for maybe 10 people because the entire floor of the store is just covered in Pokemon boxes. And this was after I'd been following it from Japan using sites like there's things I call, like, Pokemon Zero I used to check a lot. Cerebi was... I don't know if Cerebi was around yet. And if it was, I didn't check it yet. It was but, a very valuable site. But, yeah, it, uh, but yeah, I was, like, super into it. I knew a lot of the Japanese names. I knew all the stuff about the new Pokemon. Was, this is the most... Like, I can't think of a time I was as equally hyped except maybe when the Wii came out just because it was, like, the pinnacle of, like, all sorts of Nintendo fandom for me. Mm. But And plus the little wave of hype after E3. But, like, this moment with Pokemon Silver, I was so excited. And then to find out it came out three or four days early. So I went and they had it laid out on the floor and it was clearly, like, an event to go pick it up early because, like, it was... Software Terra, they're sitting on the floor with their games on the floor. What? Like, it was as a kid because I was... I guess I was 11 at the time. It was crazy and then i got the game and it was exactly everything i wanted perfect like it was yeah it was that was one of my favorite pokemon memories by far was being able to the hype going into it the early release having it but even like yeah going to the pokemon first movie was pretty cool um and train card game league was fun we used to go after school um i think once a week and it was like it was a nice little group and everyone was super friendly which which is something that's true for any gaming world but I experienced first with Pokemon is that gamers are when they're not online behind an anonymous name they're quite nice to each other and form very good little communal bonds like it's fun go- and that's true for any fandom really but it's fun going to things with people with similar interests like that and that's the first time I ever like did that yeah so. Pokemon Pokemon's, Pokemon's a good nice. yeah when I went yeah. to the I guess it was a regional tournament um, in Anaheim. Like, all the people we played against, they were all extremely friendly. Like, there wasn't one mean dude. Yeah. Well, there was one obnoxious dude that deserved to lose, but that was it. Yeah, we had, I had one back experience in train card league where um, some guy was, like, trying to cheat. But then, like, the entire rest of the league, which is only, you know, a dozen, 15 people maybe, they um, immediately were like, no, 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 and, like, basically put him in his place as... It was nice. Like, the comic book shop would also monitor. And, like, it was, yeah. it was very friendly. Very funny. Like, also, it was the fandom, or was the fan, or was the group of people that play uh, Pokemon cards. There was a video of, I guess, like, it was a Pokemon card championship, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they were, like, interviewing the winners. And they're like, oh, yeah, don't you think you deserve this win? Or something, thing, blah, blah, blah. And then everyone was so modest. Like, no, I don't know. Like, he could have been better than me. I, I could have I yeah. just got lucky. They were like, they, no one wanted to admit, like, yeah, I, I was good. I deserved the I win. think... This is going to get some interesting blowback, I'm sure. I think it's partly because all the people with a lot of bravado are probably outplaying real sports (laughs) because they have that extra, like... I feel like bravado comes with a lot of physicality. 
So they will actually do a spore, and then us, the more laid-back, possibly more modest people, aren't as serious. Phys- like, how many basketball players end the game? I, I wouldn't say go out and play a real sport. I would say just go out and play No, a like a physical, physical sport. sport yeah. Like a, yeah, that's what I mean. Um, so, mean. so mean. So mean to the esports everywhere. Uh, no, I just meant like a real traditional sport. I mean... I forgot the word traditional, but... No, because like they, because you know, you when a basketball game ends, they don't go. Well, the other team's actually really good. We just got lucky. There, I was like, oh yeah, we like totally da 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 da. But in, in like video games, it's very often, especially Pokemon, it's very often like what you said. I mean, there is a certain niceness. amount of luck factor to it. Yeah, so, that's like, true. Something like everyone. But that's also like... true in any sport. You can't rely strictly on skill because there's other factors. Like, what well, if there's a wind and the baseball goes flying some way, or basketball court, or what well, if there's a basketball court and. Your skill's as good as your skill is, but maybe they're trying out a rookie player who isn't as familiar. Like, it's not always in your control. That's true for anything. Yeah, but I mean... But Pokemon has chance. Critic, yes, it has literal like 30% chance. 30% chance of yeah, critical that's, hit that's to the kill difference. something that has no business being you're killed. Right, you're right, you're right. That's true. It's almost like a Smash Bros. Random or, element. like, you paralyze a Pokemon, and then they... And then when you get paralyzed, there's a 50% chance that you'll not attack or do anything. Yeah, and that's I've seen true. it happen where someone doesn't get to attack for, like, four turns in a row... And their Pokemon dies as a result, and the other person gets to like build up their stats to ridiculous levels. So Maybe that's like, part of where it comes from too. So the kind of like, do they have do they have chance like that in the card game though? I don't I was know. talking about the card game. Oh, um, in the card game, I don't know. I don't know. The card game is coin flips. different. It's really coin flips. There's a lot. Of there's coin a lot of coin flips. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of coin flips. Like, it'll be like, you know, the status of your character is based on literally heads or tails. And if it's tails, well, you're screwed. If it's heads, it's like, great, you won. So, it does rely on that. But yeah, even like little things that you didn't think would be tied to Pokemon, somehow my memories always are. Like, Pokemon Ruby came out like the day before I went on vacation with my family. And I, the vacation, sure, okay, yeah, we went, we we used to go to Hawaii every year. So yeah, okay, that was a trip to Hawaii. This sounds super, like, first worldy, but I mean, like, no, it's like, yeah, okay, I've been, like, I couldn't tell you what happened on that specific trip versus the year before or the year after, except for the fact that I distinctly remember entire plane ride playing Pokemon Ruby, entire first day there playing Pokemon Ruby, like, that's what was iconic about the 2003 trip to Hawaii versus the others. Playing like, Pokemon? Yes. <laughs> that's my point. Like, no matter, it, it just wiggled its way into other parts of my life. Like, it was, Yeah. <laughs> I like the point is it, it it really defined my childhood. So it's it's crazy that we're now twenty years after its introduction. And a that makes me feel old. And b it's just like wow, this thing not only did it like affect me as a kid, but it's like there's a whole new generation that's being raised by it. It's like that. It's gonna get real cheesy. But it's like at the end of that Pokemon commercial where the dad's telling his son like, oh, you can do it, you can do it, or whatever it was. And it's you're like, that father. I, well, I don't have a kid. But the idea of, like, the fact that both these generations are now watching a Pokemon battle together, it's like, when I was a kid, my parents were like, yeah, whatever, Pokemon. But now, <laughs> now when I have a kid, they're into Pokemon, I'll totally get it. Like, it's like this cross-generational thing now, which is cool. Mm, so, eventually, eventually. But, but yeah, so that that's why I like Pokemon. But I know, Andrew, you wanted to share your favorite six. Well, like, if we had a dream Pokemon team... Well, yeah, I wanted us to share the six. Yeah, right. exactly. So, if you want to go first, yeah. since it's your idea. That's cool. I don't have memories. <laughs> I thought, okay, go. I misunderstood what was happening here. Go. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, so I guess it also kind of implies, I mean, it also... Sorry, Elvis, <laughs> by the way. For some reason, because he kept talking for you, so I was like, I guess you're not saying anything. Um, uh, it could also, uh, what's the word, what's the word? Apply? Apply to you, too, Jose. Um, uh, my, most of the, my fondest memories of playing Pokemon were definitely from Pearl, but were from middle school, when uh-huh. I would bring my my DS to school all the time and played during classes because also my <laughs> friends would have them too. <laughs> oh, I did that a lot too. Friends and then, my backpack. 
And then, like, one of the cool things is like, when I first learned about EV training was um, I was explaining it to my friends who have never heard about it. So I had my Rhyperior or my Rhydon. The Rhyperior was in Pearl? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I guess it was a Rhyperior. But um, I kept fighting, I kept fighting a, it was like a Machamp or something that gave an EV stat of attack. Mm -hmm. So after I was explaining him the math, like, oh, you have to fight them like 90 times to like max out your EVs. And then once you have, and then after mm -hmm. that, you could just level them up once and uh -huh. you like get a, sh like a crap ton of attack. Right. So after I did that, like, I, I was just like fighting Machamp for like a long time. And then after I was done, I told my friends, like, all right, look, 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 I'm about to level up. Like, just check this out. So when I level up, my attack goes up by like 400. And then they're like, oh, crap, like, how does that work? <laughs> so, so that's like, I remember my friend later told me, like, yeah, I never forgot about that day. And, like, it me, changed like, my life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like showing people, like, like I, I remember how just how EV training works, like, it could go up by that much. Like, they didn't yeah. know. But then obviously you sacrifice like, all your other stats. You know, I didn't know anything about EV training until you until I met you guys. And for the longest time, like for the first month that you mentioned it, I swore you were talking about EV the Pokemon. <laughs> and I was like, what? Because you're like, yeah, if you EV train, you get all these extra stats. I'm like, so if I have an EV on my team, it changes the other five? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Because it's like one of those things that if you don't know, you don't know. It's not like in the game they ever explain it to you. So I really had no idea for a straight month. I thought you were just talking about a team of strictly EV evolutions or something. Like, I had no idea. Or EV teams. Yeah, no, I, I did something similar to Alyssa with the friend that friend that doesn't like the competitive aspect, uh -huh. and I showed him like, and I showed him like, like, oh, my my staff member plus sixty three, and he just like looked at me though, like, like done, like, like <laughs> he threw his hands up and just left. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 this is it, like, so, like <laughs> you're ruining the game for me. <laughs> wow, and then there was like a, another cool thing for Pearl, which probably had the best feature in any Pokemon game, were the were the little the underground thing. Oh, the bases, oh, the bases, oh, yeah, bases. since. You could, like, set, set traps, decorate your little base. Yeah. And still, like, capture the flag and all that stuff. So I had, like, three friends playing. So we would all be underground, and then we would run into each other, like, oh, crap. And <laughs> try to, like, find each other's base and all right, that stuff. Right, right. It was really fun. I was like, it was, yeah, we were just all playing during class. Yeah. <laughs> as, as a good kid, I didn't do that. <laughs> well, yeah, Not saying you're a bad kid. I was just an extra good kid. Yeah. I might have been saying you're a bad kid. We'll That's leave that sad. air of mystery about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely enjoyed those like didn't affect my grades though <laughs> yeah, in a good bad way <laughs> no, I definitely love those nights like, just staying up with all those like, EV training Pokemon like I remember like, we were talking like the night before the tournament and it's like, oh, so what are you going to use like oh I think I'm going to use my Float Soul and I'm like uh -huh. oh, I'm going to go with my Weavile and then like we like battle each other like test out and right. I remember um, we, had to, we had to play each other in the tournament over the night and I remember beating him at the tournament but yeah. the night before we fought the, with the exact same team and he beat me so with our, with the one I well, there's him, the chance element. That so you're when I found him in the tournament, I'm like, well, like I mean, we it. already did this battle. Like I don't know yeah. what changed, but something happened. Yeah, that's. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, that that reminds me that the online, the addition of online was such a boon oh, yeah. to and the series. Like Pearl and also had the freaking voice chat. That was really yeah. Cool. That was the first. That was the first Pokemon with uh, any online yeah, support. Yeah, it was Wi-Fi Wi connection. It was walkie-talkie yeah. voice chat. Yeah, yeah, which was such a easy way for Tim to be like, well, we don't want to deal with like what happens if we talk at the same time, so we'll just make it a feature where it's walkie-talkie. <laughs> but that was one well, of the first Nintendo games to have voice chat. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah, because we're like the only feature. one too. Like all the yeah. Pokemon games after didn't. Yeah, I guess they found it wasn't used very much. I don't what? Know. It was the best. I know because like usually like when my friend in high school who uh, was my like Nintendo buddy when when Pokemon Pearl and Diamond came out we would like okay let's battle and we'd call each other on the phone and just put it on speakerphone and be like okay and during the battle okay and then just talk like we were in the same room. 
But I you could do that in the DS. But no, it was like you had to like go back and forth. Then, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, be like over. Which it was that bad. Yeah. You just had to hold the button while you talk. Yeah, it wasn't that bad, but I don't know. I think for some reason we just did. But maybe Mario Kart conditioned us because Mario Kart DS didn't have voice chat, so we just got used to calling each other online. Mario Kart? Yeah. Metroid Prime Hunters did, and we tried it, and it was really staticky for some reason. I blame his Wi Fi. We were trying to use the DS. That too. That too. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that shouldn't make a difference. They're different. Maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe. Well, it's quality. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. But sorry, I forgot to ask you your memory. I, yeah, that's my fault. I know you're gonna you're gonna remember this for a very long time. But I'm glad you shared yeah, it. Pretty much, yeah, that's my memories. Apparently. Now being, uh, you can have more if you want. <laughs> if you have more, no. Now I'm gonna be extra cautious. So, um, who has favorite Pokemon? Anyone? Uh, so, I did was like instead of just picking like a generic like, top five, we're like, oh, all right, there's you got six Pokemon in the team. Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> you got six Pokemon in the team, so it's like. Just pick your six favorite, like the ones you would make in a team. Oh, I don't know if it'd be a team for me, but you, well, you go first. Have, I mean, you guys go first. It's just what I'm calling it. Yeah, so go ahead. I mean, coincidentally, like I already, I do have a competitive team that's made up entirely of my favorite Pokemon. Total coincidence that his I idea know, right? of everyone make a team of Pokemon <laughs> happens to be his real team of Pokemon. But I mean, like they're it's they're because like I discussed before. It's like it's as if when he suggested this topic, <laughs> he well, already had the answer. Well, because it was like. Oh, no, it's fine. I, it's I fine. love these six Pokemon. Like they each like from a different. They have era. you have reasons, yeah. Yeah, and um. Because reasons. And most importantly, like part part of the reason why, like <laughs> even though like all of a sudden I played like very competitively, like I we never really tried to go to too many like big tournaments and stuff because like we knew like we knew like what. The, yeah, no, you went to one. No, 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 no. But that was like I wasn't. Oh, game stuff. The, the, no, 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 no. He went to one in Long Beach. Oh, it was a double. No, one? that was in Anaheim. Anaheim. Whatever, uh, south of us. <laughs> either way, like that, that was doubles. Yeah, that was doubles, and right. I don't really like doubles. And um, you have, you have to kind of like if you want to play Pokemon like at a really high level, you kind of have to accept the fact that you can't really just like pick too many Pokemon you like just because you like them. You do have to go with like, and that's why I'm not good at battling. So like, so at least like on the so like we knew like what Pokemon we'd be coming up against, but there was a lot of Pokemon I just like did not like to use or didn't want to use, even though yeah. they would fit a nice niche in my team. Yeah. So I always just pick. Pokemon I liked and just try to make them as and we just made them as best as we can all of a sudden right and this team like I felt like was as best as I could make these Pokemon and they just worked together really well so just to name them off like in, uh, from 6th gen uh, Slurpuff just really like Slurpuff he's just one little cotton Pokemon he, he's the one that looks like cotton candy right yeah he's a cotton candy Pokemon and he just has such like a fun like moveset like I love like he was like the one that got me a lot of like random wins at the tournament yeah in Long Beach or in Anaheim because a lot of people like you almost never like actually almost all my Pokemon you almost you don't really see them too often in battles, and he has this cool ability where if he eats his item his speed doubles, and that obnoxious guy that I mentioned, um, he was using his his mega his mega Magnetric and he's like oh man this Pokemon is so fast that you're not gonna be able to beat it like it's already over, and then I like, brought my Slurpuff and he did his thing and he just wiped out everybody in his team with one hit. Huff and puffed his way through the battle. Yeah, but he was just like wait what? And then <laughs> my friend Victor was just laughing. But he's my friend too. Yeah, Slurpuff. <laughs> just taking some claims. So Slurpuff was definitely like the newest Pokemon that I just like really, really liked. My Mortar. A lot of my favorite Pokemon come from Diamond and Pearl for obvious reasons. Yeah, because that's where you got, got competitive. Like, yeah. But like I've always had like an obsession with ducks when I was a kid. Like Daffy Duck and Donald Duck were like my favorite characters from their respective mediums. So I was also gonna like the duck Pokemon in Pokemon. Not Psyduck. I like my Mortar because he's fire and a duck. 
Well, but, Psyduck's kind of a doofusy duck, so... Yeah, Mike Mortar, I don't know, I just really like Mike Mortar. He was just so, yeah. like, intimidating looking, even though he did have kind of a weird face. But then he got an evolution in Diamond, which was like, oh, that's so awesome. So, love Mike Mortar, Rotom, he's just best ghost, so cool. <laughs> Good reason, he's so cool. He's so cool, he's so cool. And then Weevil, like, also, I never really liked Sneasel, but for some reason, like, Weevil just kind of clicked with me, and I just really, really like Weevil, which is why I was, like, super ecstatic that... It's a, that he's a playable character in Pokemon Tournament. And yeah. then... Yeah. And then, um... And my favorite... Um, all-time? Yeah, my, my favorite all-time one is definitely Chatot. I don't know what it is, like, but... Definitely a bird-related Pokemon would have definitely been it. And it's just Chatot. I just love Chatot. And it's funny that Chatot, because... He has a unique move that's only he knows, called Chatter. And you could record your voice and have own... You could create your own battle cry. So when he comes I out... I don't remember that. So when he comes out, he'll just say whatever you wanted to say. That was only in Diamond how, and Pearl. And how vulgar White. did you make it? No, I don't like it crazy <laughs> vulgar. But because of that, he was actually banned in all tournaments. Oh. For that reason. Not until this last yeah, one where they yeah. took that feature off completely. You'd think they would have learned to take it off by black and white. No, yeah, but, Ch- but Chatsaw, like, I just love his design, and he just has like, a really fun moveset to work with. Because I could... He has a move called Encore where I could make someone repeat their moves over and over again. Yeah. So if I'm switching them in on someone that's, like, boosting their stats or they're stuck boosting their stats forever. Mm-hmm. And then they have to force to switch out. And while they're doing that, like, I'm bu- I'm boosting up my own stats. And it's really cool. And then Pinsir. Pinsir is, like, probably my longest... My, the oldest Pokemon that I love the longest. Because I liked them in Gen 1. And then you got Omega. And yeah. It's really cool. So definitely those six. Those would be it's a like, nice variety. The six, yeah. And, and, and that's a, pretty much your team. Yeah, days, and right? they make a good team together. They they kind of cover each other's bases. No right, right. What about yeah, those are my MVPs? Elvis. What about you? Or Elvis? See, I'm not uh, I'm not like myself missing <laughs> this time. Uh, I don't know about six, but I have uh, the one time I call on you without you requesting <laughs> it. You don't have them. <laughs> or you should go first. So you could think about. Them. You want me to go first? So uh, I mean, I'm not gonna force six. Yeah, well, just whatever comes to mind. Doesn't have to be six. Just we all have our favorites. It would be Alexam. Gengar, Rhyperior, and I think that's it. As for favorite Pokemon, that's for sure. Yeah, they're like the top of your head and they're definitely your favorite. Yeah, yeah. If, they, if they're what pop in. So I, I did six because Angel made me. Well, I mean, uh, I could have done more. I know, I know, I know. I, know, I, I know. had to like cut it down. I know, I'm just kidding. See, for me, I had to actually Torkoal's think. Torkoal's also awesome. Because my, like you gave reasons for a lot of it. Where you're like, oh, for this battle reason, because they have this feature. Mine, I seem to just like the weird ones. <laughs> so, um, Chansey, as I mentioned earlier, don't know why. Uh, Tangela, don't know why, besides that he's right next to Chansey in the Pokedex. Uh, Chikorita. <laughs> I like you, you're next to I like you, you're, like, like. <laughs> you're next to this other one, and you look like a mess. So I pick you. I think I like Tangela, okay, I can get a little deeper. So Chansey, I like Chansey for reasons I don't know, as I said, but I think... I think just the prevalence of Chansey in the Pokemon show, but never really got to do anything, but, like, wear a nurse hat. I was just like, this Pokemon has so much untapped potential. I'm going to like it. So there's Chansey. Tangle I like because he was just bizarre. You don't actually know what's under all those tangles. Like, you really don't know what he looks like normally. So that, to me, was kind of like, as a kid, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Um, Chikorita, because... These are in no order, by the way. Chikorita was who I chose in uh, Silver when I started the game, and that was my favorite version of Pokemon ever, so it makes sense that I would probably like Chikorita. Uh, Squirtle, for a similar reason. Squirtle's my very first Pokemon ever. Um, also, I really liked the Squirtle squad when I was a kid in the Poke- in that one episode of the cartoons, mm-hmm. so Squirtle makes sense. Um, Oddish. Oddish is a weird one. 
Like literally, he's a weird one. Mm-hmm. But uh, the reason odd. he's odd, he but Ish. what's weird, what, what was odd to me about him, mm-hmm. not odd. I'm saying too many words. For whatever <laughs> reason that I don't know to this day, when I was a kid, I had the brilliant idea of I'm gonna keep Oddish on my team in Pokemon Red, where he was exclusive, by the way, to Red. So I, I thought that was neat being the owner of Red. But I'm gonna keep him my team, and I'm not gonna evolve him. Mm-hmm. You could keep prompting me to evol- evolve him. Pokemon, but I am not going to evolve him. So, when I beat the Elite Four in Red, which includes some heavy hitters like Dragon Knight and all that, one of my six team members was a level 98 or 100 or something like that, Oddish. Not, not it's an evolution, just Oddish. So, that's all he's always had. Like, whenever I see him in any sort of Pokemon thing, I'm like, oh, the guy never evolved. So, <laughs> so I like Oddish for that reason. Um, and lastly, the only one I haven't mentioned, I like him simply because he's ridiculously named he his name somehow even though it's complete gibberish perfectly fits what he looks like and even though he only appears early in the game i feel like he should also just be every he should constantly be in every pokemon game like when you go into the grass the only pokemon you should see is badoof just (laughs) never anyone but badoof i will play a game of pokemon where i have a team of 200 badoof i don't care like he's just so (laughs) stupid looking (laughs) his name is so dumb that he's like he is I don't know if I call him my all-time favorite, but he's definitely a top contender these days. Just because he's so like I like like I like goofy things, and Bidoof is the embodiment of like the goofball Pokemon. Him and Slowpoke are the embodiments, really. But Slowpoke, I feel he's getting overexposed with all this like Slowpoke merchandise and whatnot. But Bidoof, he flies right under the radar. Where if you're in the know, you know it's all about Bidoof. It's pretty funny. I was walk- whenever I walk- when I was uh, I was walking my dog. And then I saw, like, a crushed up Pokemon card. Was it Bidoof? Uh, yeah, and then, like, of course it'd be that Pokemon Yeah, of course. That's <laughs> the one that's all like, crumples up and throws onto the <laughs> yeah. side of the road. Yeah, it's like, I don't want Bidoof. Well, guess what? People that don't want Bidoof, I will take your Bidoof. Feel free to email contact <laughs> at randomtown.com with a scan of your Bidoof card, and I will print it out myself and make a collage. I swear, if we even get one, I'm going to be shocked. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, so those are my six. I mean, you had some legit reasons, Angel, behind why you chose yours. You just seemed... Elvis to pick ones that just pop to your head, which makes sense. I feel like mine has the weirdest regions, because like, that one's funny looking, that one's weird, this one I never evolved, but yeah. Yeah, because Nams are always in my team, and Gengar's are always in my team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some others, like I remember when Blossom was first unveiled, she was unveiled before her game came out, and I was like, huh, that's kind of cool. Like, I have a lot of memories attached to different Pokemon, but in terms of like the ones that permeate beyond that, these are the six for me. Yeah, oh, there's a lot of good Pokemon out there. Yeah, there are. There's 721 of them, and that's just getting started. Sun and Moon. Who knows how many of those are gonna have? I think we we could potentially hit a thousand in the next couple of years. Not this year. Oh, Not this year. But like, at some point they probably got. I mean, stopped. at most they only released 150. <laughs> yeah. Like in X and Y, they only had 100 new ones when it first came out. Yeah, but in like, so, no, yeah, it'll be, it'll be within a five years. We're for sure gonna hit a thousand. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy if you think about it. So for the 25th anniversary... I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, if it's if this is supposed to be, like, uh, a living, breathing world, yeah. a fictional world, yeah. I mean, it does the, make the, sense. their entire species can't consist of 700 creatures. That is true. That is very true. Like, I mean, there has to be more. Oh, and one final Pokemon memory. Since this is the 20th anniversary, I might as well throw back real quick to the 10th anniversary. By chance, I was in New York when they did their big anniversary party there. They took over Bryant Park, which is a block big like a full city block of a park. And they had, of all people, Hulk Hogan mm. host the Pokemon 10th anniversary. They built a huge stage. They had demos of um, whatever Pokemon game was out at that time. I'm blanking out. 
2006 would be... Um, Bow Revolution? No. That would be Bow Revolution. No, it was Emerald? Epic. No. Epic? What, 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 what was the third version of Diamond and Pearl? Oh, Platinum? Yes. No, that was 2007, though. No. I don't know. But they had, like... They had like they took over the whole park, the, like, park with a huge stage, with a stage show, with, like, people singing about Pokemon. Not, like, To Be a Master, the awesome cassette, but, like, cheesy, cringy stuff. Uh, Hulk Hogan hosted it. They had, like, tons of tents. You could go to different activity booths and get different things. I walked away with so much random 10th anniversary stuff. But that was it. Pokemon 10 is just, like, one and done. This is going to be a lot more so. So... So yeah, it's it's uh, it seems like they've already kind of one upped themselves, and it's only February. Well, but yeah, um, so on one so on one final note for the podcast, I guess one final question is: Does anyone know why Meowth talks with a New York accent? This has haunted me for twenty years. Uh, well, he learned it. Did they ever explain it? Yeah, they explain how he learned how to talk. I don't know why he has an accent. Probably where he's from. No, I guess. Oh, I guess he's a, an alley cat, so New York would make sense. An well, yeah, thank you, yes. <laughs> That's I true. Know, I read the fact that the other day, well, not the other day, but um, I guess at some point they they had the intention that every Pokemon was supposed to learn English and talk English, and that uh, some of the Renaissance stayed behind, like, like Meowth was like pretty much that, like, oh, every new Pokemon is capable of learning English. Yeah. And apparently they had intended Pikachu to learn English at some point. I'm glad they did. And again. that um, the reason also, like, that that they were kind of, some evidence that they were planning, I guess, was like, oh, they wanted people to start saying certain words with the same number of syllables that they have in English. And that's like how, and like Pikachu would be like the only Pokemon that they would like actually write like lines for in a script. Uh-huh. And like when he says Togepi, he says like PPP because it has like three words in it. Oh. So, I don't know. It's like, I thought that was interesting. But they obviously scrapped it, but at one that's point, they wanted very like, Pokemon actually. to talk English. Huh. Well, I'm kind of glad they did because then it would just be Digimon. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like it when they put them on and just make the roars and stuff. I mean, it's, it's fine that they say their name, but I also kind of like the... I always kind of like the name saying like, like, I like Chatot's cry in Diamond and Pearl, then what he sounds like in the show. Yeah, see, I mean, I mean, yeah, for some it makes sense. And Charizard like, roars, he never said his name, but... That's true, yeah, but I kind of I like the name calling for some reason. Right, I mean, but, for some it works. Or yeah. the self-name calling, whatever. Well, yeah, I'm not saying, like, one's better than but I definitely... Yeah, I do yeah. like the crying. The crying. yeah. I always did think it was weird that after Pokemon blew up, they still kept them separate. Like, you'd think at some point they'd bridge over. Like, some games they say their name now, some they don't. But, like, the mainstay, the mainline games, they never do. Like, yeah. just do one or the other. It's weird that they do both. <laughs> but I guess that's just homage like to it. Like, go full it's English weird. and Mystery Dungeon. Yeah. Yeah, and they, like, fully talk Mystery Dungeon. Or, like, Detective Pikachu, he, like, is basically a human stuck in... He's basically Danny DeVito as a Pikachu. Like, it's it's weird that they kind of pick and choose. But yeah. more power to them. You could argue it's not English in Mystery Dungeon, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's Pokemon, Pokemonese or it's whatever. Just, it's, it's all translated. Pokemonese. Yeah, it's translated for our benefit. And, yeah, somehow Pokemon understand each other. Even though if I go up to you and say, like, Meowth, 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 and you respond saying Pika, 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 they sound like totally different things, but somehow we understand them well, as Pokemon. That's cartoon logic. That is cartoon logic. They don't need a reason. That is very true. But, but yeah, I think that, unless there's any other things you want to talk about for 20th, I think that pretty much does it for this episode. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Elvis, now that I accidentally <laughs> stole it from you. All right, well, so we'll, I guess we'll be back in two weeks' time on March 20th with uh, back to a standard episode of the show. Um, there's big news that's going to happen at Game Developers Conference, presumably, so we'll talk about that. We'll have impressions of Twilight Princess HD, which um, we kind of put to the wayside because we're talking Pokemon. So, um, yeah, that'll be next episode on the 20th. Easiest way, make sure you don't miss what it. What just be impressions of Twilight Princess? 
but you can go, gee, it looks better, or boy, it sure doesn't, or oh man, that bloom line is so much bloomier. But um, all just, that. Then you could just look at uh, comparison videos. And get this yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know what? I'm going to give impressions of how the Wolf Link Amiibo feel to my hands. So I'm yeah, going to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or do yeah. that dungeon that's exclusive to the Amiibo. There you go. That would oh, yeah, I could scan it in and then just be like, I'm a wolf in a dungeon for 40 floors. <laughs> the end. But yeah, well, whatever it is that it is, we will talk about if it. If you want to hear that line repeated next time. Yep, if you want to hear that repeated and stretch down to 10 minutes, um, tune in next time. But uh, to make sure you don't miss it, subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at RamNintendo. Also, we'd be curious to hear your Pokemon memories. We talked about ours, so... If you feel so inclined, you can leave a comment on the blog posters episode, uh, episode 119 at ramtown.com. And uh, I think that pretty much does it. The usual... You know a winner or favorite memory? They get a Pokemon card pack or something? Actually, that's a good idea. Actually, that's a good <laughs> idea. Okay, share a Pokemon memory and we will pick one at random to win. We have an extra new code. No, we're going to go bigger. We're going to give... Uh, I mean, not super big, but we'll give away... Pokemon-related something. No, I'm thinking. Um, we'll give away enough for you guys to get Pokemon Red, Blue, or Yellow on the eShop. We're going to give away a $20 eShop card. So, leave your favorite comment, and we'll pick one at random to win the eShop card. And then, yes. Or like, the same thing, like the other one where you pick the what? No, we'll most pick, fondest memories. No, we're going to do random, because... I guess you don't want to read Why not? We want everyone to... <laughs> no, I do want to read them. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> Way to call us out on the air. No, uh, no, we're just going to do random. I don't know. Why, why not? Because I'm not going to be here to pick right. it, technically. But, um, yeah, so we'll do it at random. Uh, so leave those comments at the site. Let us know. And in the interim, as we always close out, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find me at J- uh, JSR7 on Twitter. Angel is Wero, W-E-I-R-O underscore O. Uh, Elvis is Drake Redcrest. That's also their Meverse handles. I'm Jason R on Meverse. And that does it. We'll be back March 20th with another episode of the show that's a bit more normal, I guess, in terms of topics. <laughs>